Just being Corey today, we are talking about SteamWorld Quest. So SteamWorld Quest, for those of you that don't know, it's a blend of uh, RPG and collectible card game. There's a few other games that are like this. Uh, Corey, I know you talked about Slay the Spire. It's in yeah. the same same type of vein, right? Yeah, that and, uh, Darkest Dungeon, I think, is a good comparison, too. Darkest Dungeon. Well, the, that doesn't really have the card collecting stuff, but there is similarities there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be our main topic. Corey, do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? I do. I played Fell Seal, uh, Arbiter's Mark, I believe is the subtitle. It's a Final Fantasy Tactics uh, tribute game, I guess you could call it. It's a really, really well done strategy RPG. I'll talk briefly about it because I think we want to do a full-on episode on it. I yeah. definitely think you should play it. I'm definitely going to play it. Yeah, and definitely will, too. Um, I know he won't, but I would really <laughs> like it if he did because I think he would love it. Yeah. Yeah, We are. the plan is to do an episode on it, uh, if not next week, maybe the week after. Uh, because, like you said, Will should play it, um, being a tactics fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't started it yet, so I would like to at least have, I don't know how long, how long do you think? It's I think I have to be... 14 hours in it. Okay. Um, I want to say I saw it was 30 hours somewhere, but okay. I don't quote me on that. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I looked on the, how long to beat just out of curiosity and it wasn't, wasn't, uh, rated yet for how long it would take to beat it. So. Yeah, I know it's been out in early access for a while, so I'm bad if I did some research, which I'm trying to do quickly now while I talk. I could find an answer about about how long it is. Right. A lot but, of times it says in the reviews to or uh, st- people's Steam reviews. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the main topic uh, later on. Or no, that's yeah, that's what you're going to tease uh later on we're also after the episode we're going to have our game of thrones recap for this past week's episode of game of thrones called the bells so stay tuned after either if you're listening to this uh via podcast it'll be uh after the outro if you're watching on youtube it'll be a separate video which i will link to uh in the in the comments and then i usually try to put the uh the end screen uh links to go to the video so uh it will be there too so it's must listen podcasting right dan oh absolutely i mean that it's been our most popular recent videos is been the game of thrones recaps so i find that i'm i'm kind of poking fun at us because there are so many people out there doing like really good game of thrones content uh-huh. and well i really enjoy ours I don't know that it's on par with any of them. Yeah, I but... mean, we just have a conversation about our thoughts. We don't, you yeah. Know. It's more more an excuse for Dan and I to spend, <laughs> talk about it. to spend spend some time chatting about our yeah. favorite television show currently. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, uh, like like the podcast, it's just it's a conversation. So yeah, yeah. The format format is very similar if you've listened to us for any amount of time. Uh, okay, well for. Uh, I think I think that's all I have I have to talk about to tease. So, um, so yeah, let's get into the main topic. So, SteamWorld Quest. Obviously, if you've been into gaming for a while, you know SteamWorld. SteamWorld is kind of a I don't know. They they dabble in a lot of different things. So there's there was SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig Two, which were kind of uh, you know spelunking type games, a little bit Terraria there, digging and and platforming. And then there was SteamWorld Quest, which was different. It was kind of a 
Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Heist. <clears throat> heist. It was a heist game, but it was like physics based, uh, where you know you have to reflect bullets and stuff, and and a little bit of strategy there. Uh, yep. This one is more a more traditional like, you know, your two parties line up on either side type of RPG, but it's also got the card collecting aspect. So you your your attacks are done with with the cards. Yeah. Uh, so Cor, I'll let you get started because you have a little bit more to compare it to, having played Slay the Spire and Steamworld Quest. So, uh, yeah. what are your thoughts? So um, I've sort of become an Image and Form that's a developer uh, fanboy. Yeah. Only. I mean, when I saw that this game was coming out, it was pretty much a must play. I liked the premise uh, as someone who has played a lot of card battlers. Uh, lately especially going back to a game like card hunter which is a game i still think is really awesome that i talked about uh, years ago that's free still right i believe so yeah i I, Uh, know i have it browser-based game i i spent a lot of uh i wasted a lot of days at as a temp (laughs) playing card hunter at my job at the time so nice it's yeah um so that genre really speaks to me and more recently slay the spire as you mentioned dan I will just get it out of the way and say I think if you're looking, if you're more interested in a card battler, uh, deck building kind of game, definitely go with Slay the Spire. Okay. Um, and and I honestly I think overall it's a more appealing game f- for me, but um, I will say that SteamWorld Quest has a little more polish on it. Um, it, it has a story, it has characters, it plays more like an RPG. Um, a lot of humor lot of humor yeah it, it, it's definitely more polished but in terms of like the mechanics and and just sheer fun i do still recommend slay this fire uh-huh. um yeah so going back to my original point it was a must buy for me um i like the premise although i wish i wish i had played these games more re- more recently um uh, because i can't remember any of the characters or anything from the other steam world games and i feel like I feel like this game is set up with some of those familiar characters, and it's basically like a fairy. Somebody's telling a fairy tale, right? Yeah, yeah. About uh, a medieval era with knights and magic and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it is a pretty good setup. And um, yeah, from there, it's it's. I don't know. It's I I do like it. It's just pretty simple for my tastes. And sure. one of the issues I have is uh so the cards are very different right the cards all do very different things and you can there's basically no limit to the types of uh what's the teams you can build three characters each card get each character gets eight cards as part of your overall deck of 24 Uh, so that's where all the custom customizability really comes in i kind of wish there was more customizability with the items that you pick up particularly the accessories they just amount to a stat boost yeah, which I think is incredibly <clears throat> lazy. Um, maybe it's not fair to call it lazy because these games are generally smaller games uh, with a smaller price point, which is fine, and they're really good for what they are. But um, it's just it it's to me it's just kind of like what's the point? Because the stat boosts aren't don't make enough of a difference in most cases for them to be part of a deck build. Yeah, I found myself just trying to get items that. Uh, for whatever character I had, so I, most of them I tried to get a uh, health boost because that's yeah. always going to be helpful no matter what. And then, uh, you know, for for uh, Armilly, I got the strength boost. Uh, for uh, Caper- Copernica, mm-hmm. I think is her name, I got the yep. magic boost. 
and then for Galio, who's that that was my kind of main party that I I decided on. That those are the three characters you start with. Uh for him I got a strength, uh magic, both. So Right. Uh yeah. And then in addition to the to the health health benefits. Yeah. So, and yeah, to me that's that's fine and that might make your character stronger, but it's just boring. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, I I really like the artifacts in Slay the, or Relics. I can't remember what they're called in Slay the Spire because they make like seemingly great game breaking differences in what you can do. Oh, cool! Um, and that's something I've always talked about with Blizzard games. Like that's something Blizzard games really nail is that like different uh, abilities and um, character builds and items and cards like in Hearthstone can just be so out there that your mind just immediately starts running and coming up with unique and fun ways to use the item or card or whatever it happens to be and i don't feel like there's enough of that in this game um although you can get pretty far with the cards hang on sophie's locked out of the door okay sorry no that's okay (laughs) sorry about that um i forgot my train of thought but yeah, Blizzard games, yeah. So, yeah, I just wish there was more of that in this game. But, again, it's such a small game that you can't really knock it for that. Uh, it does what it wants to do just fine, and it is, it's plenty fun on its own. I just, I just want another layer of complexity that can really uh, define my party as mine. You know, yeah. A yeah. unique setup. Yeah, and the characters that I picked, like I said, they're the kind of the three you start off with. Uh, you get two other characters after that who I feel like their movesets are a little more uh, diversified from the other other guys uh, for from the first three, uh, whose name, the, the twins and then the, the like, samurai guy. Right. <clears throat> I don't remember their names, of course, at the, right, uh, right at the same. Ulrich? Ulrich, yep, yep. He's like an ancient hero. And then the twins have two names that I can't remember either of right now. I actually <laughs> use the twins and I can't remember their names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they 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 appeared to have a lot more interesting move sets, but you know, I, I was so successful with the original three, and I kind of set up their abilities to to be, uh, you know, to be to be standard. But yeah, uh, I mean, I like to your point, Corey, about the the maybe not being quite as deep as some other games. I agree, it was a bit simplistic, and like I I, I should say, I beat it too uh, hey. the other day. Thank you. Uh, I probably won't probably won't return to it. I did like it. Um, it got like seven and a half and eight. So I think that's that's probably a pretty good, probably a pretty good score for that game. Um, but yeah, like it's it was it was fun to play with the deck. But once I found something that worked, I didn't right. really change it. In the game, the the difficulty curve of the game didn't force you to really experiment. Too no, much. Uh, I would say I probably had my party and decks figured out, other than maybe adding a card or two that I found later on. I had it figured out, but there's 19 chapters. Probably by like chapter 10 or 11 or 12, I had had the game pretty much figured out, yeah. and I had a party that was that was your my abilities were diversified enough that you know if I could I could do regular damage or. Uh, or magic damage, you know, with consistency. Yeah. So, that's and that's kind of what I mean, stuck that's, with. That's what the, this type of game is all about, though. Like, you want to find the the best party, and if you're just beating everything, then you assume you found it. Yeah. Uh, and that, I mean, that can get a little stale. But I don't really know, like, 
I don't know. I, I just... It's... It, it, I don't want to say, like, I wish the game was more difficult because that's not really the problem. I just... I think the game would benefit from, like, a puzzle mode almost where you have all the cards available to you and you have to face a very challenging boss or, you know, care whether it's, like, a tiered thing or you do, like, a dungeon run kind of thing. Um, is that like something like uh, what Wargroove did with their challenges, exactly. their side challenges? Yeah, I think a game like this would really benefit from something like <laughs> that, where you have to figure out exactly which cards to include in this deck and uh, order to use them in battle in order to beat the enemy. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there was some some elements that I did did really like about the game too. Um, obviously, the art style is very nice. Uh, the humor in the game. You know, it's not not laugh out loud humor, but you know, it's chuckle worthy. Sure, there's a, there's a lot of good uh, Easter eggs and references uh, in there from other things. Um, yeah, there is. That's a good point. Uh, there, the the map was fairly easy to navigate. Uh, they had a completion percentage at the end of each chapter for the treasure chest that you found. Uh, not only did you find gear in the treasure chest, but also cards. So if you're looking for that one rare card. Uh, you know, that's, that's where they are in the, in the hidden treasure chest. There's a little light puzzling too. Uh, pre- it's pretty light puzzling. So don't expect your, your brain to be bent trying to figure these puzzles out, but, uh, that's there too. Uh, but for me, it was a nice, relaxing, easygoing game. You know, I, yeah. I haven't been able to really sink my teeth into anything too much lately. I've been playing kind of surface stuff. So it was, for me, it was a good game for, for the time. Um, once, once our schedule slows down a little bit over the summer, that's when I'll want to sink my teeth into something a little more, uh, a little more difficult. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a nice thing to have to, to play with, with the kids around. And, uh, if I put it down and, and came back to it, I wasn't confused as to where I left off, yep. uh, which was nice too. So, and these games are all very addictive. Um, yeah. hard to put down once you, once you start playing all the steam world games. Yeah. Cause I'd be, I was, you know, I said I'd beat it, but I, I don't think I've, bought it even until maybe the middle of last week so i beat it in about a week uh putting about 18 hours into it too so that's a, nice. that's a i think i only spent 20 dollars on it because i had some eShop credit i should say i played obviously played it on the switch too yep. it is coming to pc soon and it might uh is it coming to pc and other consoles at the same time was it just switch right off the bat i don't know that i don't know either yeah i know it's coming to pc this month um but yeah so, yeah, I'm sure it'll eventually come to everything because Steam World, this other Steam World games are on pretty much everything. Other platforms, TBA. Oh, so it's just uh, Switch and PC for now then. Yeah, or not even PC yet, but but soon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like like I said, I, I liked it. It's uh, it's I feel like it's a good game to maybe get people into the more tr- yes. traditional RPGs. Right. That's not your, not really your thing, or even the more complex deck building games. Deck build, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like Magic Magic the Gathering, really light, yeah. or Hearthstone, Lighter than really Hearthstone. light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's, I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. I I liked it. Seven and a half and eight is a is a fair score. I agree. Um, uh, as far as Steam World games go, I have not played Steam World Dig Two, but I would put this behind. Steam World Dig and Steam World Heist. I okay, think both of these games overall are superior games. But... Yeah, I, I played Steam World Dig too. I've not played Heist or the first Steam World Dig, um, but Steam World Heist is is on my list. And one of these days, I'm just going to buy it on the Switch and play through it all at once too. I, I want to see what all of these like this universe culminates in. 
you know? Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be, if there's a, a, a thread that ties everything all together. An MMORPG or something. <laughs> that would be great. Just some AAA blockbuster MMORPG. Yeah. You got to think, I mean, the, you, you make three, four bangers in a row. I don't know what else they've been working on or put out, but uh, four bangers in the same universe, you got to think they got to come up with something a little bigger. I don't know what that is. Yeah, a MOBA. Yeah, something. I'm still waiting for the Nintendo MOBA. Yeah, that would be so much fun. That would be ridiculous, and I would be so addicted to it. Oh, yeah. But, anywho. Alright, well, we'll get into nibble bits. Any other thoughts on SteamWorld Quest? Nah, it's just one of those games, there's not much to say. It's just, it's it's definitely a try. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth a play, definitely. Yeah. Um, especially if you like those types of games, the RPG, the traditional rpgs and then card collecting games uh all right nibble bits i know i had quite a few there was a um a nintendo direct today i don't know if you caught any of it Corey. i did not it, it was, was was it the mario maker one? yep it was specifically for mario maker 2 um i hate when they put it at six o'clock because that's like right when we're finishing up supper and it's just not a very convenient time but uh, luckily my son was still eating his supper so i was sitting with him at the table and i watched it on my on my laptop uh let me see if i can get a, get the details here uh they had some interesting post announcements um they're doing a like a voucher system uh you can spend a hundred dollars and get two vouchers for in the eShop for nintendo games uh-huh. and uh you can use it for for any any game, so you're essentially saving. It's ten. It's essentially ten dollars off a, off a game. So if you know you're nice. going to get two big games, I'm sure I'll use that like in the fall, or maybe I'll use it for Mario Maker Two and save the other one for uh, what's that game? Astral Chain that that's coming out. There's I think there's a couple other games that are coming out in the fall. Um, oh, but yeah. So the, they added a lot of different things to the new. Uh, Mario Maker, they added slopes, which is one thing that, that people have been asking for. Um, a lot of different uh, new items and stuff. They added uh, Super Mario 3D World mode. It's not fully 3D, but it's it's kind of 2D in a three-dimensional space a little bit uh, with elements from Super Mario 3D World. So the clear pipes are in there. Cat Mario's in there. Uh, what else? The the switching platforms are going to be in there. Cool. Uh, which is which is neat uh they're doing a lot more in this one with co-op uh you're going to be able to play with they have like a challenge mode where you try to race through levels uh mario maker levels with up to four people playing on the switch uh which is really cool uh a lot of the things are are the same let's see oh they're adding the angry sun yeah <laughs> I want an angry sun tattoo. I was I was surprised at how many things they added to this, and so it's going to be fairly complex, I think, with all the all the stuff in it. Uh, I know they were afraid of the complexity of it when 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 first Mario Maker came out because they kind of locked everything. You had to slowly play through the game to unlock everything. Yeah, but the, with this one, there's going to be even more. So I don't know if they're going to give everything to everybody right off the bat or. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's two ways to do it. I think there's should be an adventure mode of some sort. Like that's the that's fun for me. Like I love unlocking characters in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
but at a certain point like you just want to get everything unlocked yeah yeah um i'm trying to go online oh it's got online multiplayer and it's also got a story mode which is cool nice okay here's a list this is this is this is a lot easier to to parse through so it's got slopes super mario brothers 3 angry sun uh floating snake block on off switches swinging claws adjustable rising water and level lava levels uh custom side scrolling camera movements vertical sub areas a way to stop the camera from showing stuff outside the current room for secret rooms uh dry bones shell which means you can surf on lava big coins which can be worth up to 50 coins diagonal conveyor belts and a red yoshi is that red yoshi spitfire yes he does yeah um yeah i think that's pretty much everything uh but my son was super excited for it like like really excited for it because he's played a lot of mario maker um that comes out this year right it's uh june 28th next month wow i had something to really look forward to i know nice yeah and the the multiplayer stuff for it looks really cool too we will definitely be using that in our household Mm-hmm. So that that's exciting. Uh, Mario Maker Two will be at E3 2019. So sweet, that's yeah. right around the corner, isn't it? A couple weeks. Three weeks. Uh, yeah, I would say I think yeah, it's usually the early early in June. So yeah, cool. We'll have to make our predictions pretty soon. All right, uh, now I'm calling up the rest of my nibble bits. I should always have this stuff prepared, but I never do. I saw a lot of um, a lot of cool news this week. Of course, I can't remember any of it. Yeah, but... uh, World of Warcraft Classic release date announced. I'm unreasonably excited for this. I don't know about you, Corey. <laughs> I, I never was... had any interest in in World of Warcraft, but I want to go go back and play the original. Yeah, but I I messaged uh, you guys in our group chat, but like I want to play warcraft as it was originally made like with the classes and you know the story elements and whatever but i also want the new like quality of life improvements and i don't know what those are in world of warcraft because i I haven't haven't really played it but uh i just think back to like how original everquest released and how far they came by the end of ever well i think everquest is still going but um by the time i stopped playing it a lot of like quality of life improvements that just made the game feel more modern and i wish those things would be in this classic version of world of warcraft and it sounds like they're not yeah i, I don't it. even mean i don't even mean like world elements i mean like inventory management type things and yeah like, like you... graphical developments that make a big difference you know yeah. little stuff like little tweaks like that like you i don't know what to expect from any of that because i i played world of warcraft very very little probably 10 hours in my lifetime um but yeah that i don't know i'm just i feel like i want this for other games too i mean i had always talked about the you know the star wars galaxies going back to its near launch state uh, I love that. So uh, it's coming out August twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. There's a beta for for current players, a very small beta for current players. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited for this. I'm definitely definitely gonna play it. Uh, that's something we should all play together. I think that would be a lot of fun if we can. Um, let's get a little philosophical. Yeah. 
What do you think the appeal is for that? Because I too am I have, drawn to those. I kind have of things. no idea. I think I think it comes down to that was that's kind of the wild west of the MMORPGs, you know? Yeah. I think part of the charm was taken away when they did a lot of the quality of life stuff. Uh, I mean, you remember how much of a bastard the original EverQuest was. Just yeah. trying to get somewhere in the game. And yeah, I, I, some I, of I, our best stories come from that sort of thing. I vividly so, remember not being able to get past level four yeah. for like years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. And what, you know, once they kind of patch that stuff out, it, it kind of takes a little bit of the fun out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. You know, you're, you're going back to the, cause what world of Warcraft came out in 2004 five four i think sounds right yeah so it's 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 a relic at this point you know relic yeah which is, <laughs> which is cool i think uh, for me i i think it's more like the idea of you're getting in on the ground floor yeah um like to for me to jump into wow now in its current form like i would have no place there right because everybody who's playing it knows a lot about it so I feel like when these classic versions of these games come out, like there's an influx of new people and you're sort of learning together. It's like being a freshman in college. Like yeah. You're all there with a, having a similar experience and can share those experiences to grow stronger. Yeah, absolutely. St. Louis Don't... just scored again to tie it. Sorry. Oh boy. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was very exciting news. I, I, as I said, I was anti uh, world of Warcraft back in the day, but I really, really want to play this. So, uh, next on the list, so they are removing some games from the Xbox Game Pass library. Uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection is gone. MotoGP is gone as of now, I think. Yep. Uh, May 15th, so this has already happened. Also, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, Ms. Splosion Man, and Comic Jumper. So those are no longer available on Xbox Games Pass. Yeah, I would have been interested to go back and play the Force Unleashed games again. I like those. I have them on PC, but I never got to try those. Yeah, maybe I'll try them on your Steam account. I want to say one of them I couldn't get running very well. That doesn't matter. Uh, and then my last one is Nintendo announces its E3 Nintendo Direct date and time. Uh, Nintendo does my favorite E3 stuff with all the treehouse in-depth gameplay stuff that they do. Uh, they're having uh, Nintendo Treehouse Live, obviously, Splatoon 2, World Championship 2018, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate World Championship 2019 for 3 versus 3. Uh, let's see. So the Nintendo Direct will be 9 a.m. Pacific on June 11th. And then the treehouse stuff will take place after that. It's usually the next two or three days. Cool. So, uh, Riz says if you jump in and play WoW like it's a solo game, yeah, sounds weird. You can level up quickly and learn most mechanics fairly rapidly. Fair enough. Yeah. Do that. They have like a free trial, I think, right? Oh, I can't tell you the amount of times I've tried the World of Warcraft free trial. Yeah, that's that's how I played it. I played yeah. for like I said, probably. 
10, 12, 15 hours, maybe. Yeah, I think you can get to, like, level 20 on it or so. I mean, my recollection of it is from years ago, so I'm sure that's changed, but... Right. Okay. Uh, any little bits, Corey? No, nothing, nothing specific, unless you want me to call up the video game news thread that I look yeah, at. Yeah, if you want to. See if there's anything jumps See if out anything at you. Jumps out. Um, Rage 2 came out, and I'm unable to play it right now. It's unfortunate. Oh, wait. Did that come out today? Yesterday? Yesterday. Uh, Netflix is going to be at E3. Yeah, what? Was it you that tweeted that or sent us that the the Netflix thing? Yeah. Was that yesterday um, or today? I don't remember now. They're hosting a panel called Bringing Your Favorite Shows to Life, Developing Netflix Originals into Video Games. So that's what they're doing. Oh, um, that's right. Like the Stranger Things video game, right? Stranger Things 3, the game. Yeah, we one of the games. Um, I like this. Uh, I don't know if... You don't have Netflix, right, Dan? I do. Oh, you do. Um, we pretty much it? just have it to watch The Office. <laughs> yeah, it's The Office box. Yeah. Do you have you tried any of the like choose your own adventure, the Bandersnatch for no. Black Mirror, and there's uh there's a Man vs Wild one now too. No. They're pretty fun. Uh, Sophie and I have a great time when we sit down and do them. Um, give them a try. Okay. I will. We'll not have that... to do that after because Game of Thrones is going to be over, and we're not going to know what to do with ourselves. Well, actually, no. I go. shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. We're going to rewatch the series as a complete series right after <laughs> again, it's over. Again, yeah, again. Yep. Just another again. Walk through. Is it going to take the place of The Office and your like background noise show? Ah, uh, no. Because we, when it's on, we have to watch it. Yeah. The Office, Futurama. Uh, we even put it on game videos for for background noise. Well, anything, anyways, uh, I, I think Netflix is a great company doing great things. Uh, I still think they're the best video-on-demand service uh-huh. uh, by far. It's not even close, in my opinion. But I, I just think it's funny when people predicted Netflix was going to collapse how many years ago that was. And I remember thinking to myself in that moment, I should invest all my money in Netflix right now. Yeah. And I well, didn't. And I you, still think about that to this day. You never know how a business is going to evolve with the times, and if they don't evolve with the times, it could—you know—if it just stuck to the DVD thing, it might not well, be, still so be around. When people were predicting that it was going to collapse, was when they tried to split off the DVD service and the on-demand service. Okay. And they were trying to do that Flickster or whatever they called it. Yep. And everybody's said they were done. Nope. No. Not quite. Okay. Uh, anything else, Corey? Um, the teaser trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake was released. Uh, check it out. I don't think there's I actual, ended up watching that. There's actual gameplay in it. Nice. Um, oh, I did I watch that. I was. I thought it was cool. I wasn't blown away. There wasn't any anything in there that made me... Like, there wasn't anything in there I wasn't expecting. Right. Uh, that's not to say the game is not going to be good or anything. I just... The trailer I didn't... I still don't like that it's episodic might be a good thing because if they screw up the first episode they got another couple chances that's that's, that's a good point fix it good point but i don't know that's all i'm seeing okay how was your week pretty good i don't have much to say other than um it's been a weird spring 
and I was sort of grateful for the rain the last couple days because I just work all day on my mind at work work and then I go home from work work and do side mowing uh, which has just been exhausting yeah it's it's one thing to tire out your mind or your body in a day but when you're consistently tiring out both Both. it's it's really exhausting yeah Um, yeah I don't have much interesting to say i saw endgame i really liked endgame i'm not a, a marvel guy but uh, i've always enjoyed the avengers movies so nice. that was really good been watching a lot of hockey uh, but yeah nothing nothing really interesting to share okay uh, i got a couple quick things uh obviously mother's day was this past sunday uh so if we i know we have a few mothers in our listening audience so happy belated mother's day oh, yeah. um but for breakfast, uh, me and my son made uh, for for my wife, but but the family we made uh, homemade bacon am crunch wraps uh-huh. from Taco Bell. Uh-huh. And man, were they good homemade! Um, if you took a picture side by side of my homemade ones and the ones from Taco Bell, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> I almost think mine were probably a little bit better just because the ingredients were like, it was all fresh ingredients, you know? Sure. Oh, I'm sure it was. Um, so it wasn't quite as greasy. Uh, I even made the spicy ranch that, that goes in those, uh, with nice. it's, it's, it was, you can buy spicy ranch, but this, cause me and my son went to the store in the morning to get the stuff for after, before everyone woke up. And uh, the story we went to didn't have spicy ranch, so it was ranch with some Frank's Red Hot and chili powder in it. Yeah, uh, which was really good. So, yeah, you they look- they were surprisingly good. I was very, and they held together once you like grill them shut. It holds together just like the ones you get from Taco Bell. So, do you use a panini press or something like that? No, I just grilled them in a pan. You have to there put the so when you. When you full okay, so you you have the, the the burrito shell. You have to soften it. You put the piece of cheese down, the eggs, the bacon, the sauce. You put the hash brown on top, and then you fold it up like hexagonally, and then you put the fold side down in the pan first and mash right. it down and let it cook for like a minute and a half to two minutes, and then you flip it over, and that like binds everything together really well. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 they came out perfect. It was so good. So we've made normal crunch wraps uh-huh. at home before, but I wanted to get your thoughts on my new idea. Well, it's not new. I've had this idea for a long time. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but doing a website that collects recipes for fast food that you people like. That would be great. I would yeah. love that. Like each page is a different fast food restaurant. It just has the recipes. Copycat stuff, yeah. yeah. Copycat it's a recipes. compilation of comp- copycat recipes. Yep. I love it. I'll do it. You didn't even have to have a web page. Well, well, I'd want to profit off of it. Yeah, I was gonna say because you you could do like uh, Instagram or whatever and have the recipes, but I don't. I don't know if it's easy as easy to monetize that as your own web page, right? I don't think you can monetize Instagram. Yeah, anyway, not in a traditional way. I think if uh, yeah, if you're like a big brand, you can obviously advertise on there, but or if you're an influencer. You can yep. get things from other people. But anyway, yeah, so we made that. And then uh, for dessert, we also we made, and it was from a video. I, I was telling you, Corey, it's uh, a vlog that our family recently started watching because the guy has a corgi. But uh-huh. he does a lot of cooking and, and stuff, so it's gotten my kids into cooking. 
Uh, but he made a dessert where it's uh, cookie dough on the bottom of uh, like a nine by thirteen baking dish, and then you put lay, lay out Oreos on it, and then you put brownie batter on top, and you bake it. And that was our dessert. And Yum. holy crap, was it good! Um, the cookie, you know, the cookie dough on the bottom. It's it's store bought cookie dough. It's it's you don't have to use your, you know make cookie dough. Yeah. Uh, but the Oreos like really soften from the brownies, and then it gives the, the little bit of of cream on the inside, and it's it's a surprisingly balanced and delicious treat. It, you'd think it would be too sweet, but it's not. It's it's just sweet enough that I, I mean I needed milk with it, but sure, uh, it was surprisingly good. We were very happy with that. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, so I would recommend that if you get the chance. Um, I think I had something else my week uh where are we uh we did a rookie camp again finally fallout four fallout four yep um i saw the tweet i didn't watch the video yeah that was a good one i think it was a good pick have you guys done the very much enjoyed the intro what recently have you guys done a recap recently of uh where you do where val talks about no because we've only had one because the oh. Game of Thrones, like we record on Sunday nights, oh, and we yeah. since we haven't been able to record on Sunday nights, like it's whenever we can squeeze it in, which is not easy to do, right? Um, so yeah, we recorded one last night, um, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get one more in, and then obviously this Sunday is the last episode of Game of Thrones, and then the Sunday after they're doing the documentary, uh, for the behind the scenes of the last you season. Mean- you mean the secret episode that everyone's talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't think uh, people's minds are just not right about Game yeah, of Thrones. I agree. Um, but anyway, it's mass hysteria as far is, as I'm concerned. It is mass hysteria. Uh, yeah, so so we did we did Fallout Four. Um, I really wanted her to play the intro because I think that is the most interesting intro uh, of the Fallout games that I played. I don't recall the intro. It's it's you in the in the old times in the I don't know if it's the fifty oh right and you you know you see the what what the world is like and then the bomb is going off as you're going into the vault and you spend a little bit of time in the vault and you come out so it's it was a neat juxtaposition of those two things yeah uh, she she really enjoyed it so um, so that was a good one uh I have one more thing where is it. Uh, oh, I watched a little Overwatch League on Sunday. Huh. It was on ABC, of all things. Overwatch on ABC. How? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, and you know what? I've played a decent amount of Overwatch in my time, and watching it, like, for the most part, I couldn't really tell what was going on. Yeah, and that was my first thought was, like, man, I, uh, like I, maybe it's just existing on its own popularity, but in terms of building an audience like how do you build an audience for to watch a game like overwatch yeah like you said you have no idea what's going on yeah i don't um, know and that's why like i still think about rocket league as being the game that i, can I was do that. just gonna say that because i was explaining uh i was explaining it to my my mother-in-law's boyfriend uh the whole esports thing and uh because you know he was he was watching with us and uh i told him about rocket league i was like you know it's soccer you know it's played with cars but it's soccer everyone can kind of tell what's going on you might not be able to grasp the skill that goes into it but right um yeah you can at least see what's going on so 
but yeah I, I just thought it was interesting it was on abc uh of all things that was that was crazy was it live when you were watching it? Yeah, it was live. I because I was flipping around. I was waiting for the hockey game to come on, and uh, so, so I, time. I put the yeah, I put the TV on. It was well, it was three p.m. It was the game was supposed to start at three p.m. at like two forty-five. Oh, yeah. I turned the TV on. I was like, maybe they'll have pre-game stuff. I'll put that on. Uh, it, they didn't, but it was uh, it was uh, yeah. Oh, I was like, hey, well, watch a little Overwatch League. So that was that was it was different. Yeah, that is different. Wow. But, I mean, the production values were pretty good. I mean, the announcer, it was like watching a sport. The announcers and the different camera angles. And, uh, like I said, is I played the game and still didn't really know what was happening. So, that's everything, though. Uh, so, what'd you play, Corey? So, yeah, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, I played Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark. Oh, boy. That is a good game. Uh-huh. Uh, a little rough around the edges, but you can tell this it was made lovingly with respect to Final Fantasy Tactics, right down to the way like certain things are laid out on the screen. Like when you're choosing your class, it has the similar style, like characters in a circle and you rotate around. Um, I mean, the, the, the actual mechanics themselves are set up the same way. It's just a map, and your options are to recruit a new character. When you go to like city nodes on the map, your options are to recruit a character to buy items um or sometimes there's an event or something like that Uh, but even the battle screen like it's uh square grid i don't know it's it's very much final fantasy tactics you guys complained a little bit about the the sprites the marionette style sprites it's a little Um, weird but you probably i agree it It is a little weird but you get over it pretty quick yeah kind of stop thinking about it even because um, i watched you play for maybe an hour and even in that time i forgot about all that yeah yeah it's easy it's easy to forget about i think i streamed for about five hours the other day when yeah. i played i sort of forgot the stream was on after a certain point um but yeah there is video on our twitch channel if you're interested in seeing the game i don't know how long those videos stay on though unless you i think it's two weeks i'll try i'll put i'll probably i'll upload it to youtube Hey, you don't have to. I just um, it's always good to have more there. content on there. But yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much because we're going to do a full episode on it. But man, that game is is awesome. And as I mentioned to you, Dan, it's currently sitting um, at number eight on the best games of 2019. That's uh, awesome. As according to critic ratings on OpenCritic.com, our favorite video game review site. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's got an 86. It's out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's got to so, come to the Switch at some point. That would be great. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it will. it's 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 awesome. If you don't know what Final Fantasy Tactics is, because um, that's all I'm comparing it to at this point, but it's a it's a fantasy role playing game, strategic role playing game. Fell Seal is the same. Yeah. Anything else? Um, you know what? I played at one point Headlander. I don't think I ever talked about. I don't think I've done an episode since I played that game. No, I don't think so. That game's pretty freaking cool and really trippy. And I wish I could remember more specifics now, but the it's a platformer, a puzzle platformer, where you detach your head and fly it around and use your head and attach it to different bodies. Like you can kind of just discard your body and fly onto a new one. Uh, and that plays into the puzzle sometimes, mostly into combat, like if your body gets destroyed, you can pop your head off and try to pop a head off another body and take it. 
Oh, that's so kind of cool. very literal when it says Headlander as uh-huh. the name of the game. But it's set in space, uh, sci-fi, puzzle platformer, I guess would be the best way to describe it. But I just love the trippiness, like the sort of disco era trippiness that goes on. It's it's pre- it's pretty entertaining game with a lot of style. Nice. I think that that's probably all I've played um, recently. I don't think I don't think I've played anything else. Diablo. Oh yeah, I played with a little Will. Diablo three with Will uh, last week and streamed that. We'll probably do some more of that. It's a game I don't think I've ever beaten it. So um, I'm jealous. Wanna... Yeah, I would like to. I would like to get you and Eric in on on, on some gaming too. I, I think we should find a game to. I'll sit and play one yeah, weekend as, night or something. Yeah, I was gonna say as long as it's available. at night, I can I can join in. Yeah, I don't know. I still want to do a Civ game. Um, I really love that Gathering Storm expansion. So uh-huh. maybe that's an option we could do Diablo. Uh, Riz brought up earlier in the chat about the um, Torchlight Frontiers, which is the MMO based on the Torchlight franchise. Oh, that comes out this year. Nice. That might be one too. We've all played Torchlight together. Yeah, so. Torchlight's a lot of fun. We'll see. We'll we'll find out something we can all play together. Yeah, it's just more getting the time. Yeah, we need to set the date is what we need to do. Yeah, agreed. Okay. That's it. Anything else? No. So other than because I've spent the vast majority of my gaming time this week playing Steam World Quest, uh, I've played a couple other things. I'm still playing mario odyssey and getting all the moons and purple coins i'm up to like 719 moons holy smokes uh i just finished collecting all the moons in the luncheon kingdom i think i have five more kingdoms to go to get get the moons and then the stars in the uh 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 the, the last kingdom what the heck is it called oh i can't Pe- remember peach's it's kingdom been, it's been a while since i played Yeah, it doesn't matter um and then I've got a couple moons I've got to go back. I've got to go back and do the jump rope challenge to 100, and I've got to do the volleyball challenge from the Seaside Kingdom to 100. So, uh, but that game's so good, and again, it's it's a nice relaxing game when you know the kids scream all day and fight all day and demand food all day and make a mess of the house all day, and you just want to sit with something relaxing, and that that's a yeah. great game to fire up for that. Uh, so Definitely a definitely a complete package game yep it's cathartic i know how to play it i know how to play it well um so it's just collecting moons at this point then the other thing i played and i don't even know why i thought of doing this but i played final fantasy tactics on my chromebook so i have i have the google play you know i I played on my phone last time i played it. i've got it in in my google play store so i was like you know what i'm just gonna try and see if it will run on my chromebook and sure enough it runs perfectly on my chromebook uh, I can use the touchscreen. I didn't try it with a controller, but I'm sure I could use it with a, like a Bluetooth or a plug-in uh, USB controller too. Um, so that might be a way I revisit Final Fantasy Tactics. Cool. Played surprisingly well. Uh, like I said, I can do the do the touchscreen. It's got tablet mode, so I just flip it over like that and can play like that, which is very convenient. How far did you get? Did you beat Dirt Trade City? No, I just I pl- I did the first mission and that was it. Oh. Just to just to see if I could. Um, but it also makes me wonder. There's a lot of like older strategy games that are on there. I wonder how well they would work because I know it's not exactly a graphical powerhouse, and that's one of the complaints about about Chromebooks is the 
they don't they don't make a, a Chromebook with a uh, good graphics card just yet. So I'm sure that's coming down the line. But and mine's just it wasn't an expensive one. It was like two hundred bucks. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, it, it worked well. So probably the older games like the Baldur's Gate ones that'll those they'll work fine. But anything anything newer probably wouldn't work that well. Until you get the uh, Google, is there cloud gaming? Uh, Stadia. Stadia. I hope they uh, start announcing some details. I want. I need to know pricing. Is, uh, are they going to do anything at E3? I don't know. Probably. I'm hoping that's when they. Because I like. I want to know if I can write this off or, you know, if I can embrace it. Because, uh, you know looking at the fact that I need to upgrade my PC because it's not not running great these days. Um, so I quickly googled Stadia E3 and all I'm getting is Phil Spencer saying that when Google went big with their Stadia announcement, he said that they'll, they will go big at E3. Are they doing some sort of cloud? Gaming? Microsoft? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There were, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, they have their own, their own, uh, cloud thing that they're working on too nice yeah i'm i'm for it if it if it works fine you know yeah i don't i don't want to spend a grand on a new computer or more yeah um stadia we had some complaints with stadia right graphically but ge force now like i had no issues with that yeah the yeah um they're that apparently that's not going to be a thing in the in the in the finished version so Cool. Riz says he he did the streaming beta and it was fantastic. I had a good experience, I, so I did it both on my Chromebook and on my wired desktop. It was a lot better on my wired desktop because it was wired. Um, the thing with wireless in my house is at any given time, my we probably have three or four videos going on various devices or music playing through. So wireless is a bit congested. So that could be why I didn't have a good experience with that on my Chromebook. Yeah. Um, but you know, my desktop is wired, so it takes precedence over all the other wireless stuff. So, right. That could be why. Um, but yeah, they're supposed to, it's supposed to be at 1080p. It's supposed to be 60 frames, uh, smooth as silk, very low input, input lag. So, Cool. We'll I can't see. wait for this this future where we can have low powered devices and still play awesome games on them. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I would love to be able to game on my Chromebook more. It's just the the uh, Steam Link doesn't work great on it um, because of like controller things. Um, I get the mouse and I get the mouse cursor issue if I if I'm playing games with the keyboard and mouse. It's a double mouse cursor, and it's not lined up. It's it's a pain in the butt. But anyway, how long until we have our Nintendo app or our Xbox app or our PlayStation app on our phones? I mean, the the Xbox app is the most likely. They're literally, literally doing that right now. Uh, I don't know that you'll ever see a Nintendo app. Never say never. Never. Yeah, I can't say never, but in the near future, I don't imagine because Nintendo like. They like to have their portable hardware. Actually, this should have been talked about in Nibble Bits, but the Nintendo Switch has outsold Lifetime, the PS4, in Japan. Cool. Yeah, by, by like 200,000 units. Nice. It's crazy. So, 
That's exciting. Yeah. Get some more good games on the Switch. Not that they don't have good games already, but right. I, I'm in the mindset of port everything to the Switch because that's the easiest, most convenient way for me to play video games nowadays. Yeah. Um, where was I? What was I even talking about? Oh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's everything I had for for what I played. Um, so let's get into feedback. I know we had one piece. All right. I love feedback. I do too. Although since I haven't been on any episodes recently, it might not pertain to anything I'm familiar with. Uh, So it's from Idaho Jake who says, Hey guys, Game of Thrones is getting crazy and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Yes, it is. I played Rage 2 and I had to turn down the sensitivity on my controller because it was too twitchy. Uh, The driving is hard to get used to, but that is because I've been playing Borderlands for the past month. I only played about four hours and I am enjoying it. Just found out what my son just found out that my son is coming home June 29th to the July 10th, so that will be awesome because he leaves for Poland again in January for eight to nine months. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Uh, yeah, I am also looking forward to talking to Game of Thrones. That'll be probably in 15 or 20 minutes here. I don't think nice. Jake's in the live stream, but uh, yeah, that'll be after the outro or as a separate YouTube video for jake uh rage 2 i really want rage 2 i spent maybe hour hour and a half watching some gameplay i'm worried that my computer not might run it to the uh up to par for my really discerning graphical tastes yeah well i am i just quickly wanted to see how it's scoring and it has a 72 on open critic yeah it's it's getting seven and a half eights um I like the first Rage, so Rage 2 interested me. It's uh, you know, bigger and faster. Apparently it's it's very Doom-esque with the, the frantic shooting pace and a lot of powers, yeah. stuff like that. So. so I'll read the summary from Open Critic. Early reviews seem to have a consistent theme. Rage 2's combat is great, perhaps even best in class. Unfortunately it's hindered by its campaign, characters, and world. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did that. I had read roughly the same thing from a few of the yeah. few of the reviews that I read. So, but you know, maybe I'll get it on a sale at some point. But I, God dang it, I really wanted to play it. But I'm reluctant at this point to buy new games for my for my computer because she's a bit long in the tooth these days. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> so. I go back and forth about upgrading the video card, just starting from scratch. I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, and the problem, too, is, uh, you know, I I use it to compress video and, and audio, and so I really should get a new one, you know? Yeah. My eight-year-old processor is still does an admirable job, but, you know, what have you? Wait, what can wait you till those quantum CPUs come out, and then we put the rest of ours to shame yeah so jake you are the winner of the game giveaway because we haven't gotten any other feedback so uh yeah people are not i don't think people are used to wednesday recording time yet let's see i'm not used to wednesday recording time still are you how's the um the library of library of junk doing is it dwindling (laughs) No, it's decent. There's still a lot of games on there. Okay. okay. So, Jake. Get my random number generator. 
from 1 to 150. The first game is 90, which is Poker Night 2. I feel like he's won that already. <laughs> it's at least it's at least come up uh, for his options. Uh, uh, next game is four, which is Steamworld Heist. Yeah, that's relevant. Uh, next one is sixty nine, which is Grim Legends Two: Song of the Dark Swan. Game number four. Twenty six, which is empty. 39 flat heroes i think that came up the other day yep and then 81 which is gallic z so jake your options are poker night 2 uh steam world heist Where are we? That's apropos. Yes, it is. <laughs> Grim Legends 2, Song of the Dark Swan. Uh, Flat Heroes or Galaxy. So, yeah, let us know what you uh, what you want. We'll send that to you. I'm still behind probably a month now. Um, I keep meaning to get caught up. What? Go ahead. How did we have a free Steam World heist? I think I it's it's under my games. Um, oh, gotcha. I think I got it because I already have it. I think I got it as part of another bundle. So, yeah. Uh, so next week is possibly going to be Fell Seal. If not, that'll be the week after. If we don't do it next week, we'll obviously have an episode. It'll be on Wednesday night, uh, starting at nine p.m. on Twitch.tv/thumbstickathletes. Um, once again, if you're into Game of Thrones uh, at all, after the outro, you can listen to our Game of Thrones recap from this week's episode titled The Bells. Uh, or if you're on YouTube, uh, just follow the links for our Game of Thrones recap. Um, anything else, Corey? No. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for episode 408 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. And welcome back, everyone, to our After the Episode Game of Thrones recap. So this week we are recapping Season 8, Episode 5, the penultimate episode entitled The Bells. Um, so Val actually took a bunch of notes. So we have a scene-by-scene breakdown <laughs> yeah, for the first time. <laughs> We've been nice. thre- threatening to do this the entire season. And yes. I was determined you, yeah, to I'm do glad it you this did, week. <laughs> I know I wasn't going to do it, so. Yes. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. uh, Take it away. Okay. Um, So, right off the bat, I kind of had a feeling, I think we both had a feeling, of what this episode was going to be, um, because during the opening credits, um, right at the very end of the song, they had a bunch of quotes from the past. Um, yeah, which was different than usual. It was usually just they would show scenes, mm-hmm. but it was 
yeah, a bunch of quotes all at once, you know. Yes. So Which stood out. Yeah. Right. So set some the tone. Oh yeah. yeah, totally set the tone. So some of them were um, like Olena saying, "Be a dragon." Uh, um. What are what were some of the other ones? The series saying uh, you don't want to do, you don't want to awaken the, the dragon. dragon. Yep, um, uh, and it was all of uh, you know Daenerys with her angry face right after Masande gets beheaded in the at the end of the last episode. So yep, yeah. Oh, Cersei saying uh, when a Targaryen is born, the gods flip a coin. Yep. Um, Maester Aemon saying a, tar- a Targaryen alone in the world is a terrifying thing. Yep. Yeah. So right away we were like, oh crap (laughs) like we looked at each other and we were like this is gonna be interesting um but i loved that i thought it was really well done yep i agree what you're switching headphones yeah okay continue though were were those too big and bulky yeah they were too big sure which one (laughs) yeah you're right okay there you go anyway yes sorry headphone headphone change there that's much better um yeah so uh did we have any other thoughts on that opening or was that yeah okay so um yeah so it opens and we see Varys um he's clearly writing a letter about um John having the, the best claim to the throne and a little girl walks a young girl walks in um and shares with Varys that you know Daenerys has not been eating and she's like you know they're watching me and he's like well of course they are that's their job and um it actually took us a minute to it took us what our third till our third watch through to figure out that Varys was actually trying to have Daenerys poisoned yeah we think we think um strongly suspected yeah I I didn't pick up on that uh until I think Sophie told me and I remembered the scene but I, I I don't know what I was thinking in the moment yeah I thought she was just kind of maybe like spying on Daenerys and that was it. But then yeah. we were like, wait a second. <laughs> like, there's, there's more to it than that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so then, uh, right after that, John arrives and uh, Varys goes right to him and basically has a conversation with him about, you know, you have the better claim to the throne, you'd be the better ruler and. John's like, she's my queen. Like, you know, that's it. She's my queen, and I don't want it. Um, you know? So. Yeah. That's, that's like, the first interaction right there. So what'd you think, Corey? Um, when he's talking to Varys, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any real thoughts about that scene. Um, other than... To me, that was Varys saying, like, it was desperation on Varys' part. I was going to say, because yeah. that was out of character for him to be that forward with what yeah. with oh, his yeah. intentions. I so it was definitely desperation. I think he knew his time was short with what Sh- he was trying yes. to do, and he's like, I got to do something quick. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to die, or things aren't going to go the way I want them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, so, uh, so right after that, we go to a shot of Tyrion walking in quietly to... Uh, a disgruntled-looking Daenerys um, leaning against the wall. Um, and, you know, he is starting to say, like, someone has, you know, she guesses someone has betrayed me. She automatically says Jon Snow. And Tyrion's like, no, it's Varys. And um, 
she basically was like, yeah, I know because John told Sansa and Sansa told you. And then she kind of is like, well, Tyrion, then isn't it your fault because you told Varys? And I was like, oh, God, this is not going to go Tyrion's way. Like, we're she's done. She's right, too, right? Right, and she's totally right. And I yeah. can't believe she wasn't more mad than she was. Uh-huh. I was actually surprised by that. Yeah. And I, I couldn't tell here if she had figured that out all on her own. Yeah. Or if she has other spies that kind of that figured that out or knew something mm-hmm. that were informing her, you know? Yeah. Because she had it all perfectly, you know? Oh, yeah. She knew exactly what had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying I'm trying to take things at face value now, though. You know, like... Yeah. There's not time to build anything else out. Like, we need to tie everything up. So, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, like, I just right? think about everything in terms of what you see is what you so get. So, she probably figured it out on her own, is what you're saying. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I, I think we'll have to wait for the book, last book to get released to know for sure. Right. Right. right for sure. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, so Tyrion and Danny have their, you know, kind of heated discussion. It goes back to Varys. Um, We were trying to figure out if this had any meaning, but it could just be, like, it is what it is. But Varys was burning up a paper and putting it in a a metal container. And he He was was taking off all of his rings. So, yeah, I mean, I guess. He was getting rid of evidence, I think. Um, You know, because if if Daenerys knew he was sending out those letters and to whom, that that would... be important information oh that's true like um, who was receiving the letters and then we from think him? the rings might be involved with the poison oh okay so interesting huh. interesting yeah um because i don't see any other reason why they would have that scene like in there. be a thing right i forgot about that yeah that was another one i'm not sure what i, I to me like i was thinking in that moment that the rings were coming off because he knew he was gonna die yeah, yeah i kind of were valuable or something i don't i guess that's a good point though I, I mean they wouldn't have focused on it if it wasn't important somehow yeah yeah but maybe yeah. it's not important right. maybe it's like, not who important. knows right maybe yeah throwing a curveball yep uh so yeah, pretty pretty soon after that, Grey Worm comes in. Yeah. Uh, Beardless, real quick, Beardless says he doesn't think yeah. Varys knew the extent to which he had been ratted out. So sure. maybe, yeah, maybe at that point he didn't necessarily know he's going to die. Maybe he thought he was just going to go be questioned or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess there probably maybe, but I, I mean, I think he knew he was going to get caught. Outed, yeah, outed. Yeah. Um, I think maybe he was just surprised that it. I mean, ultimately he found out it was Tyrion. Yeah. Um. And so soon. Yeah. Yeah. This was all so quick. Like, so yeah. Like, Grey Worm comes and gets him, takes him. You know, Daenerys, Tyrion, John are all there. Um, you know, Tyrion's like it was me, and you know they do some. You know, thanks for everything, old friend, and well, not really thanks for everything coming from Varys, but. You know, they have a moment. Tyrion kind of holds his arm, and you can kind of see, like, Tyrion thinking, what the heck did I do? Kind of, maybe. Um, and then Varys does a lot of, you know, I hope I deserve it. I hope, yeah, I hope I'm, I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong about all of this. Eh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, you know, Drogon appears out of the shadows of the night, and uh, they do a little Dracarys. Um uh-huh. On Varys, and that's it. No more Varys. That was a cool moment, too. It, it was well done, I thought, yeah. Yeah, the dragon kind of materializes out of nowhere behind behind Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, probably the most tear-jerking moment of the whole series for me was Tyrion and Varys's moment. I thought it was very... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the right word? I thought it was very... I want to keep wanting to say manly, but that's not the right word. Like, it took balls for Tyrion to go up to Varys and tell him that it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? um, he sure. could have just not said anything, and 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 Varys would have burned up not knowing. But uh, yeah. maybe Varys knew to an extent. Yeah, and, and it was, was a good having his having his his thoughts confirmed. It was right. a good character moment too. Yep. for both of them. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure Varys appreciated that. Like, he didn't have to die wondering who ratted him out. Yep. Um. And then there was another thing said there that stood out to me, but I can't remember specifically what it was. Um, oh, uh, I hope you're right, Varys kept saying to yeah. Tyrion. I hope you're right about what you're doing here. Yeah. And I keep going back. I know we're going to get into more specifics about what's going on, but I keep going back to that, like, Tyrion is the smartest guy in the realm, and I'm I'm still wondering if he is wrong. I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. Even based on what we've seen in this episode, which would make you think that he was wrong but right. maybe not i don't i don't know yeah yeah i, I maybe, maybe Tyrion <laughs> does have some some really long game plan plan out here yeah that we're not aware of just yet i would love that <laughs> that would make me happy after this um yeah so anything else with that nope yeah that was a very powerful and i was like i remember i turned to dan and i was like really we're like five minutes in <laughs> like and this is where we are already like this is crazy yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so the next scene is Daenerys and Grey Worm. Um, they have Missandei's slave collar, and they're just saying, you know, it's the only thing she brought with her. Um, Grey Worm throws it into the fire, and John walks in. Um, he says, you know, let me talk to him. So you know, she's going into her. You know, I don't have love here. I have fear. And John's like, I love you. And they go to kiss and he denies her yeah. and then she says um all right then let it be fear uh-huh. yeah. so john turning her down for sex was the ultimate reason that for the later <laughs> events of the episode <laughs> yeah i have a lot Woman of thoughts scorned. on that but maybe maybe we should just wait till yeah that's fine we yeah get to the moment i don't know yeah. No, you could say it. I mean, yeah, yeah, say I would it say, like, what, you know, what you thought at that moment. I still, it, you know, it's funny, because I, I find myself more and more sympathizing with Danny. Yeah. Sure. And and based on what happened in the first few episodes, I didn't think that would be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this, this character arc of hers is really working for me. Yeah. And I know it's yeah. not for a oh, lot of people. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. I'm I agree. The, I he, ex- he was kind of agree. her last, her last hope, really. Like you know, Grey Worm's just kind of her soldier, right? He yeah. doesn't have not really a friend. You know, John was her lover for a while, and it's clear and... that he wasn't able to love her back like right. she wanted, yep. which is what started Robert's rebellion. You know, right? And she, oh she, yeah. As she said, like she she needs fear. Then if she can't have the love she needs the fear yeah. yep um yep. oh shoot I, I keep losing my points today what like i <laughs> i need some medication or something oh, no. <laughs> they just keep flying out of my brain sure. yeah i start oh, to say it and then it just yeah. disappeared maybe i have alzheimer's or something yeah um yep no there's just too know. much too many thoughts yeah maybe maybe you'll so maybe much. you'll think of it 
yeah, yeah keep keep going yeah. sorry oh no it's okay um so the next scene um Tyrion was trying to okay so they're like back out in the yeah where her the throne the, is yeah there. the audience chamber yeah of, uh, yeah that's of, what i'm looking for uh, dragonstone yep so Tyrion's trying to talk some sense into her basically in this scene and um you know, he's saying, if you hear them ringing the bells, call off the attack. It means they've surrendered. And Daenerys gives a quarter-hearted, like, little nod to Grey Worm. Like, okay, if they ring the bells, don't attack. But it was like, you know, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of oomph behind it. Yeah. So that's basically that scene. I didn't get a lot of, like, the quotes or anything in that one. But yep. I mean, Tyrion Tyrion's was just trying to get her to you know? not, not burn up King's Landing. Yeah, um, and then that's when Daenerys, uh, when Tyrion's walking out, you know, Tyrion's like, okay, well, she said he'll stop if the bells are ringing. Um, Daenerys reveals that Jaime was caught, um, you know, trying to escape, and then she threatens, you know, the next time he fails her will be his last time. I feel like she said that before. Has she not? Am I just making that yeah. up? Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like... She threatened him with that at Winterfell that she if she didn't uh if Tyrion fell there again that it was gonna be uh the last time right but that's when Jorah Jorah and Varys were were around and Jorah yeah Jorah brought her brought her around yep Mm -hmm. yep so any other thoughts on that nope okay um so our next scene is uh we see people filing into the Red Keep in King's Landing um we see Tyrion asking Davos if, if, you know, who's the best smuggler. And Davos is like, I'm not going to like what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Arya and the Hound arrive. Um, you know, kind of blow off a, a, sword, a guard. Yeah. A guard um, you know, with their word trickery that they do. Oh, like, I think the Hound's saying, like, just because Arya's like, I'm going to go kill the queen. And the Hound's like, yeah, think about it. If if she kills her, like, there's no siege. It's over. Yeah, you, you, might, may, you may not you may, die tomorrow yeah, in the battle. Yeah, you might not die, you know. So they get in. Um, but then the biggest thing that happens next is Tyrion and Jaime. Um, Tyrion and Jaime's time together mm-hmm. with Tyrion freeing Jaime. Um, so how you were saying, like, that moment with um, Varys and Tyrion was, like, your tearjerker, biggest tearjerker of the the whole show this was actually the biggest tearjerker for me me too mm-hmm. i actually had like tears coming down my face not to say that that probably won't happen next on sunday because it probably will but <laughs> to this point um yeah like you know Tyrion's just saying um you know you and cersei need to escape and there's going to be a boat for you you need to go to essos or wherever and just start a new life and um but then at the end he says you know you're the only one I ever had. You're the only one that didn't treat me like a monster. And they hug, and there's crying, and I was crying, and it got a little dusty for Dan, too, I, I was think. dicing up some onions. Yeah, so <laughs> it was a really touching moment. I think because, you know, you feel so attached to Tyrion and Jamie in his own way, even though he's turning out to be a scumbag at the end, kind right. of. But, like, you still love these characters. So to see Tyrion be like, you're the only one, you're the only one I've ever had, and... Yeah, and they had such good brotherly chemistry, too, throughout yeah. the whole series. Yeah. You know, it was cool to see them, like, just sit around and shoot the shit sometimes. Yep. 
I don't know. Yeah. So I even picked up a few times where Tyrion specifically had some of Jamie's mannerisms. Yes. And I don't know if that was on purpose or if the actors were really, really close and that was just something they observed from each other. But uh, yeah, it's, it was that the acting was that well done. I think it was on purpose, but yeah. Yeah. It was some of his like head gestures. Yeah, his head gestures and, and stuff some of the things of he, Jamie. the way he would say like "all right" or yeah. "okay," like he he just looked exactly like Jamie. Um, yep. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on? No. Nope. Jamie and Tyrion. Yeah, that was nice. I drew a heart and a crying face next to, <laughs> next to that scene because I it was it was just a good one. Um, I thought something that jumped out to me. Um, I thought it was kind of funny how like. In the past, we spent a whole season with Jamie in captivity, whereas now he gets caught, has a chat with Tyrion, and escapes out, yeah. in the same in the same like fifteen minute span. Right? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. We've really sped things up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. Which is one one of my it, it's a complaint that I have too. It's you know I as I said I think I talked about it last week I like for stuff to marinate you know a little bit but there's just no time for it and i, I really wish they had done full seasons because i i there would have yep. been plenty of stuff that they could have done yeah but definitely they really could have developed it um yeah so the next part is really just like little bits and pieces of before the before the siege begins i guess you could say um so we see the golden company is outside the gate i guess um we see a little aaron Rodgers cameo there <laughs> no aaron Rodgers actually was not in the golden cup he wasn't no he was uh burned up really was that was Lannister aaron Rodgers. No, it was a lannister soldier that he was that he got burned up what yeah i'll show you after that was aaron Rodgers in the golden Company. it looked like exactly like him i oh. agree because i thought so okay. too so wrong but i looked it up later okay um, so we see Cersei up in her tower looking pretty smug and confident, um, which made me think, okay, Cersei's Cersei. She's, She's got, got a plan. plan. Um, so then Arya and the Hound make it in when they're closing the gate, closing the doors to the Red Keep. Jamie does not. He's waving his golden hand around, <laughs> I think, trying to get like a soldier's attention or something, yep. uh, but with no luck. Um, so he runs off, you know, runs off to the side. And uh, Arya connects with a mother and daughter. And the mother, you know, they're just trying to get in. So that's kind of all that's that's happening right before things get crazy. So I guess yeah, get right into that. Yep. So um, we see Euron on his ship. And, uh, you know, he hears something coming. So he starts to look. And uh, Drogon is flying right down like he's in the sun, basically. Um, so Euron can't really see where he needs to aim. Uh, a couple of the, the scorpions come close, but Drogon, like, they clearly, I was so happy with this because it was like, oh, they actually thought about the battle before they went into it this time. <laughs> and, like, you know, Danny and Drogon had a plan. Like, it was very clear, like, how they were going to swoop in and be in the sun and and avoid the scorpions and, and all of that. Um, so a couple, maybe, of the... The arrows, yeah, whatever. Yeah, a few close calls. Come but close, but... Not, not really. Not really. Um, Euron's ship gets blasted, so we see him flying. Um, and Drogon just goes through and basically destroys all the scorpions. Um, then he comes up behind the Golden Company, blasts them from behind the gate. Uh, 
and we see Harry, Captain Strickland, you know, his horse, of course, goes down because they have to hurt all the animals and make me cry even more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so, you know, we see Strickland like running for his life and Grey Worm takes it out or takes him out and uh, the ground forces just come through and destroy everything. Like, uh, you know, anybody that's left in the Golden Company is destroyed pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts, Corey, on anything? Yeah, so far? I do not. No, nothing there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, things are kind of just happening. Straightforward. So. Yep. It's a shame. Yeah. Gold, we didn't get to see the Golden Company fight. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. They didn't fight. They, yeah, they got blown up in the middle, and then they kind of scattered, and, yeah. and then they got overwhelmed by Drogon and the yeah. mm-hmm. Daenerys forces. Yep. Um. So that's the first time we see Kyburn coming up to Cersei. Um, you know, he's saying, you know, the scorpions are gone. And she's like, well, the Iron Fleet is protecting us. He's like, the Iron Fleet is destroyed. And she just, you know, kind of keeps saying the Red Keep has never fallen. It's not going to fall today. You know, just. What do you think's going on in that moment? Is she just delusional? Is it wishful thinking? Is it something else? Is she actually mistaken? I don't know. I think it's denial. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I gathered from that from that scene. Yeah, yeah. I think she was trying. I think we've seen like she's smart enough. She knows. Like I think that she's just saying out lo- it out loud to convince herself that the Red Keep has never fallen. So she's going to be safe. It's always been safe for her. So she's going to be fine. But I think she's just trying to convince herself in that moment. Less. I think she fully knows what's going to happen. But she's just saying out loud to make herself feel better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What did you mm-hmm. What did you think of her and that? I don't know. I I, the, I had issues with the fate of some of the characters. Well, yeah, I did a couple of them at least. Uh, Cersei being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can talk more about that after. Yeah. We talk about her ultimate fate. Sure. This episode. Yep. Um. <clears throat> so. Uh, Daenerys, you know, ground forces run in, they meet with the Lannisters, um, you know, Drogon kind of flies around behind the Lannister forces, and the Lannisters surrender, um, much to Jon's relief, um, you know, he, you can tell that, I feel like, just from his face, like, in one little shot, you can tell he's so conflicted, like, he doesn't want to be a part of this, and... He doesn't really know what to do with himself, so he's really relieved. Well, plus, and I know this from like listening to hardcore history. What a, what a brutal way to fight that is in city streets mm, like that yeah. with people everywhere with with enemy soldiers that can seemingly come from nowhere. That's that's a really really hard fight, and I don't think John, like you said, wanted any part of it. So I think yeah. he, he was definitely relieved that that the Lannisters surrendered at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's probably thinking back too, and that this just dawned on me like Ned <laughs> fought in those streets, yeah, and did not fare, you know, did not fare well, yeah. you know, so that's probably in the back of his mind a little bit that you know Stark men don't mm-hmm. do well <laughs> in the capital. That's for sure. Yep, I had did have that in the back of my head as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought John might have died. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So you know, there's a lot of it's like eerily silent 
and uh, there's a lot of people just all yelling like ring the bells ring the bells and finally you know after a little a little time passes by the bells finally ring um, were you guys wondering why what took so long for the bells to ring yeah, like, I was I feel like there's context there that it was intentional there was a reason they why they had and I don't think it was just for tension um, there's mm -hmm. a reason why it took so long for the bells to ring and I'm curious if we'll get an answer as to why in the next episode probably not yeah um, maybe that's something that can be fleshed out further in the book I don't know I just feel like that's such a crucial part of of what went on like yep. did Cersei tell people not to ring the bells yeah I had that uh, and someone did it anyway and someone did it anyway or was was that directive never given and it was just up to the people to ring the bell I don't know I, I that's just one of those things I wish we had more information on because I think it would help with a lot of analysis of all of these characters yeah yeah yeah, no, I totally agree that maybe Cersei had said, like, these bells don't ring, don't do mm -hmm. it, you know, but they were just like, what else can we do? Like, this dragon is destroying everything. Like, we have to give up and just figure something out to save our lives, you know? In her reaction when they did ring, I couldn't really read whether it was mm -hmm. disappointment or relief. Because yeah. she just kind of, like, closed her eyes and looked down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, with the bells ringing, that's when we get a close-up of Daenerys on Drogon, just kind of sitting there, and uh, it's a close-up of her, and you can tell, like, she's thinking maybe a little bit, like, what am I, you know, what am I doing? And she kind of takes a, a very deep, quivery breath, and that's when things get real crazy. <laughs> Pretty much. I wrote in my notes, and now she's going Mad Queen. <laughs> um, uh, what I what I really liked about this scene, other than, like, why. Um, not why, because I get it, but we'll talk about that. Um, what was really interesting is that uh, the scene where, so Drogon's flowing over the city, you know, like, right before he really starts, like, letting the fire loose, and it's the scene that Bran saw in his visions when he was becoming the three-eyed raven yeah um so that was really a, a lone dragon flying over yep. king's landing yeah mm -hmm. so i thought that was really interesting um you know and then unfortunately <laughs> uh that's when you know the lannister army is uh, a guy in the lannister army turns around gray worm takes a spear and throws it into his back uh, much to John's dismay, <laughs> because he's like, are you kidding me? This is what we're doing. Um, and this moment makes me really nervous. So John's trying to keep his men back. He's saying, fall back, like, leave them alone. Don't do this. And uh, Grey Worm stops and, like, has a moment of watching John do this, um, you know, going against Daenerys' wishes, basically. And I feel like that's going to to come back to bite John. Um, so... That made me a little nervous. And then, uh, basically, John has to stop his men from being the bad guys. Like, his North men from being the bad guys. Um, oh. So, it, it gets interesting. Unsuccessfully, right? He breaks up yeah. a, a rape attempt. Yeah, he breaks up a rape. Um, but, like, overall... Yeah. He had to, and he had to kill the guy, you know, who right. was one of his yeah. soldiers. His like, own yeah. soldier. Like, I think he had a Stark thing on his yeah, like he had stark armor on yeah it, uh, it just 
Yeah, so I don't know, what do we think of the Mad Queen starting her uh, starting her work? Well, I mean, I guess we could talk about all this now. That's probably, for most people, or the people that didn't like it, that was the most controversial thing for them, was they didn't feel like Daenerys had earned her Mad Queen mm-hmm. uh, status at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't Which, know. I'm not convinced she's gone completely mad yet. Right. Yeah, I'm not convinced either, despite what we saw. Like, she still has something good, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I mean, she... <laughs> hmm, I don't... Yeah, so my point that I couldn't remember earlier was... So her number one motivation throughout the series is the Iron Throne, right? right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Her second motivation was love. Sure. Right? With sure. Khal Drogo. Yep. Um, briefly, Dario. Dario. Yep. Her her um, children. Her children. A different kind of love, but love for her um, dragon children. And then John, right? Mm-hmm. And I, she just she realized she couldn't have John, and the only way for her to win the Iron Throne would be with fear at that point. Right. Um. So I wonder, like, how much of that factored into her decision to just destroy everything. And I, it, it, to me, like, when you go mad, you don't really have that sort of thought. But it just it makes sense to me. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't shocked. Like, I think if, you know, if you've watched this show and you, you know, pay enough attention, like, there were little hints of this everywhere from the start. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, even, like, I think of the first episode when we see her and she goes into the hot water and it doesn't burn her. Like just her reaction to the people around her like i remember automatically thinking like ooh this is like a strong you know this is a a character to be reckoned with type thing you know mm-hmm. and then we just see little bits of it throughout every every yeah. season so it wasn't shocking yeah She's even though it was <laughs> and honestly i feel like if john had his way and wanted to win if if Daenerys did everything John wanted to do to win this battle. I feel like they would have lost. I really do. Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean too, like you know, within all those quotes, they do have the part where Olenna said, "Be a dragon. Like yes. you're not anything else. You are a dragon. Be a dragon." And I even told Dan, I was like, you know, and you brought up an awesome point about Olenna that this was kind of in a roundabout way. Her, yeah, yeah, her her getting Say revenge it. on Cersei. Yeah. yeah, you know, by but, telling Daenerys just just, just burn everything, be a dragon, <laughs> be a dragon. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, that's a good point. But to me, her her uh, her revenge was letting Jamie know that she was the one who poisoned yeah. Joffrey. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. At the very last minute, <laughs> that was yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. That was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> yeah. Olana. Awesome. But um, yeah. No, I I don't know. It it tracks for me. It really does throughout the yeah. whole series. And and again, like. She's not mad like uh, what's his name was, Aries. 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 Right. Like yeah. to me, that was madness. Just like yeah, burn, burn. Like I don't know. The stories we know about Aries were true, true like evil, mad things. Whereas yeah. with Daenerys, it might seem a little reckless, but it doesn't feel like madness to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that's part of it. Like, because she has that edge to her. That's part of the Targaryen craziness. But I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm still not 100% convinced that she's just gone completely mad and she's just going to burn everybody and kill everything. And 
Yeah. And I don't know. And I feel like Tyrion is too smart to have made that mistake. Like, to put mm-hmm. his trust in and tell Daenerys about Varys. Um, if he felt like she really had that in her. And maybe she tricked him, too. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. Just mm-hmm. as Tyr- Tyrion being, quote unquote, the smartest guy in the realm. I don't know. I, I feel like it's somewhere in between her being mad and yeah. her making a smart decision. And also all the dragon fire makes me wonder, like, are those just, just old caches that were there or did yeah, that was, have a that was, have a plan to That was yeah, put there by Ares. He was gonna blow up King's Landing when it got invaded. And would Cersei have done the same? Right. If, you know, Given they the walked right. up to the Red Keep. You mm-hmm. know? I, I think she would have. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think she would have. they would have all died. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one thing that that made me a little disappointed, but I get it, too, is that, like, Cersei didn't seem to have a plan, like, blowing up the scepter, you know, like, along those lines. Because it's Cersei, and we, we've known her to, to have this plan. But I think, at the same time, like, you're dealing with a dragon, like... That really is only going to go down if one of those scorpion arrows gets it, you know? And yeah. So, I mean, yeah. what do you do unless you have a dragon yourself, you know? Yeah. See, I think in in Daenerys' case, too, is I, I feel like this would have happened before if she didn't have the invi- advisors that she had. She, yeah. I mean, how many yeah. times did she threaten to burn people's, burn cities to the ground? Like, she said that on several occasions and i think she would have if it wasn't for for barristan Selmy, if it yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. for um oh, uh you know jorah and Tyrion telling her to d- don't do that you yeah, know like, calm down um, and john you know john told her too yeah if you, go you know in i room, i think we in same. our heads can justify her her acts of our acts of cruelty beyond because she's uh, she's just burning slavers or she's burning the masters or you know what have you but you know that that in and of itself like when she crucifies the masters and and marine like probably a lot of those people were innocent you know they didn't they didn't necessarily have have any part in in crucifying the the slaves that were crucified and stuff so Mm -hmm. you know i i I feel like that would have happened sooner if she didn't have her advisors which are now all gone right or yeah or like she like in karth she locks the the guy and her helper there, yeah. like in that vault. Like, yeah, and to some extent, cool. they wronged her, and the people of King's yeah. Land- Landing didn't. But right. I, I really feel like she would have burned a city to the ground, you know, if she could have. Yeah. You know, in earlier seasons, like I said, without the without her advisors that she has. Yeah. Uh, burning the Tarleys, like yeah, they were enemy oh, yeah. combatants, but you you know you executed two noblemen who just refused to to bend the knee to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. She's vicious. Yeah. But maybe yeah, not she, mad. she just had. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> she I had agree people, with you. She had people temper her, and and you know. Yep. Until now, she doesn't have anyone to temper her worst impulses, and she's. I think she's beyond the point of really listening to Tyrion anymore because he's, quote unquote, failed her so many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, you know, she continues on her fire journey. <laughs> And uh, we see uh, Jamie. He's running up the side of the Red Keep. And Euron shows up, of course. Um, and, you know, they have words. And um, 
They a fight ensues between Euron and Jamie. Uh, Euron ultimately ends up stabbing Jamie in the side. Jamie goes down pretty hard. That was that might have been another moment when I had a tear. I was like, oh my. Like Euron of all freaking people. It has to be Euron. Um <laughs> so yeah, so they're fighting. Any thoughts on their fight scene? No. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, that it, it was, was a lot of like punching and kicking and And they're you know, like <laughs> rolling and, on the ground. Yeah, and they're like talking to each other like you know, like a bunch of high schoolers, like while they're doing it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially Euron, because he's he's Euron. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I I actually I didn't like it. I for like a fight scene, it was just like Euron means nothing. Yeah. I don't know, and we didn't get the impression that Jamie was really mad with upset with Euron, you know. So there was yeah. just no reward in that battle. It was just an annoyance for me for for Jamie mm-hmm. to go you know, be live in his character arc. It was just, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. It was too convenient and didn't make much sense to me. Yeah. Oh, I could totally see that. Um, yeah. So, uh, we see, you know, you're on stab Jamie in the side. Jamie goes down is gasping for air. Um, but then we go back to Cersei and Kyburn comes and he finally convinces Cersei um, that they have to go, and he says someplace, you know, is a better... Magor's hold fast. Hold fast is a, you know, is a better place to go. Um, you know, as she's walking away from the window, there's wildfire starting to erupt in the city in various places, so that was kind of interesting to see. Um, and then we go back to Euron and Jamie after that. Uh, Euron gets Jamie again, um... But then Jamie gets him really, really good for the for the final blow to Euron, with a with a what spear or sword? No, it was a sword. He sword stabbed to him the, in the gut. To the gut. Twisted it. Twisted it. Euron's being just Euron, being a weirdo the whole time. Um, and then the last scene we see of Euron is, you know, I'm the man who killed Jamie Lannister, and he's all proud of himself and in, in his death scene. Um, Delusional. And, yeah, and Jamie is stri- you know, straggling off with his wounds. P- punctured lung, I think. Yeah. Yep. Both si- he got him on both sides, right? Yeah. He well, did. I think one was in the. I, I don't know if he got him in the lung in the other one. I think that was lower, maybe in yeah. the kidney. Yeah. But so, it's possible. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know one of them was a punctured lung, just the way he was panting. Yeah. And yep. breathing. Go ahead. Yep. Um. So actually, this, I'm wrong, this was probably the scene that got me the most, is this next one. Uh-huh. So we go um, to the Hound and Arya, and um, they're standing on Cersei's map of the, you know, map of the world, I guess. Westeros. Westeros, yeah. And, um, you know, the Hound is basically like, girl, go home. Like, you don't you don't belong here. He's like, if you come with me, you're going to die. Um, you don't want to be, you know, he like holds the back of her head he's like look at me you don't want to be like me you don't want to be consumed with revenge yeah basically um you know basically saying you have something to live for i never have had anything to live for so go live for something and uh so the hound leaves her and um she says sandor thank you and that was like a major moment for me that I was just like, ah, because I love Arya. The Hound has always been one of my, like, top five 
top three even favorite characters. So that was a, a sweet moment between them. Yeah. So I don't know. Any thoughts on nope. that? Corey? Yeah. I thought that scene was really well choreographed and shot. I felt mm-hmm. like a video game. Like I felt like I was watching yeah. some like Dark Souls. Yeah. And I I mean that as a compliment, not mm-hmm. like bad video game graphics. Like right. I don't know, it's yeah. a beautiful set piece and it was very fun to, to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It was a nice, you know, goodbye for them, I think. Because, you know, like we know the hound is not an affectionate <laughs> loving person but he is in his own way like yeah. and and that was his really the only thing he could do to like show how much he cared about her was to to encourage her to go be safe and you know go live go live your life so um yeah but then we get Clegane Bowl I'll let you I'll let <laughs> people, you people have been away. hyping the Clegane Bowl for a while I'm sorry I jumped ahead I I was talking about the actual fight when I was Oh, talking about okay. the oh. video game set piece thing. Yes, oh, I see okay. what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. The hound marches up the stairs, kills some of the queen's guard. I think there was three or four of them that attacked him, and he dispatches them really quickly. Uh, you know, stands stands at the bottom of the stairs so that they can't pass. Uh, both Kyber and Cersei are, you know, like Sir Gregor. You need to, you know, stay by stay by your queen. Uh, he ends up uh, picking up Kyber and tossing him down some stairs, and he smashes his head on a rock and dies. Yep. Uh, which I thought was interesting because you know he was he was he kept the hound or, or the mountain alive. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of his creation that uh, that mm-hmm. killed him. So yep. yeah, that was that was kind of poetic. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> and then uh, Cersei just walks past the hound. Yeah. He clearly doesn't care, doesn't care about her. Care. He's just yeah. there to fight his brother. Yep. Uh, and the hound gets a gets a good few shots in on on the mm-hmm. mountain. Um, clearly, the more effective swords. Uh, clearly, the more effective swordsman. But uh, it, it turns out that the mountain is uh, probably unstoppable. Yeah, I, I would there's say. nothing that can kill him. Really, um, I think which was what was interesting here too is, you know, as the hound and the mountain are fighting, um, they kind of parallel what's happening to the hound with what's happening to Arya out on the streets where she's getting trampled and thrown to the ground and hit and he's getting beat up beat up um so it was i just thought that was kind of a neat you know parallel for them yeah because they are so similar in a lot of ways so um yeah so i mean they just fight of course the mountain lifts the hound up and it's going for the eyes like the old um oh my god what's Oberyn. his name Oberyn Oberyn, Oberyn move, you know, going for the eyeballs. Um, so yeah, so the hound, you know, is stabbing the mountain. It's not doing anything at all. <laughs> he pulls the sword out from it. You know, there's nothing happening. And then uh, the hound manages to stab his like his dagger through the mountain's head. Yeah, like through his eye. Stabs him everywhere. Yeah. Tells him to effing die. Which yeah. Made me laugh. Yeah, that was great. That yeah. Um. And, you know, once, and the hound's kind of laughing through all of this because he's like, are you kidding me? Like, I finally come to fight you and, like, you can't be killed. Yeah. Like, you basically can't be killed. Um, so that's his moment. And he uh, he ends up tackling the mountain and they both tumble down hundreds of feet, right? Yeah, plummet. Hundreds of feet and they plummet into the fire. And that's the end of them. So. It's pretty poetic. 
mm-hmm. isn't it? Because I mean, Sandor ended up dying in flame with his mm-hmm. brother, essentially, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I just wish I just wish that battle. I mean, it's fine as is, and I enjoyed it, but I just mm-hmm. wish it meant something. Yeah. I agree. But maybe maybe because it didn't mean anything, it just shows the lengths that Sandor would go mm-hmm. to, to to I don't know. Yeah. Kill his brother. Yeah, I agree. Like I again, the hound is one of my favorites and I wish I had gotten more from his death scene, but I don't know what more would have looked like because it yeah. makes sense because that really was ultimately what he was like living for was to just go find him and kill him for yep. what he had done to him. So, you know, maybe I didn't need more, but I think it was maybe more just me being like, don't kill the hound, like, because I love him, you know? So, I don't know. I think it was just more of something, you know, me being attached to him as a character, I guess. Yep. Yeah, what do you think of Clegane Bowl? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was entertaining. I I didn't feel strongly one way or the other about it. Yeah. Um... So, John is still having his, like, what the heck am I doing here moment. <laughs> uh, we go to him. He but he just puts his sword away. He's saying, fall back. Get out of the city. Like, we gotta go. Davos. Because at this point, you know, uh, Daenerys has been burning up more of the city. And the, oh, yeah. the wildfire caches are starting to blow up. Yeah, uh, so there's just more, fire more everywhere. destruction. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't highlight that, you know, while all, all of the things I'm talking about are going on, like the Red Keep is crumbling and, yeah. you know, people are being, you know, burned up and there's women and children and it's a pretty horrific, horrific scenes of wounds and all that uh-huh. stuff. Um, so, yeah, John and John wants everyone to get out, you know, get out of the city. Um and so then we start following Arya pretty much here. And uh, she finds, she's been, like, you know, blasted by something. She's covered in dirt and blood, and it's pretty gross looking. <laughs> and uh, she, you know, stumbles into a, into a plate, like, a building of some sort where there's women and children. Um, you know, she's like, you can't stay here. You've got to get out of here. So she's trying to lead them out. Um, let's see. So, so that's when, uh, that woman, the original woman and her daughter, like, she was Nora. Nora, yeah. She's, you know, she's trying to get them out. She's trying to help them. And, you know, the mom goes down and the daughter goes back and Drogon comes through and they're done. And, uh, we just see Arya, like, <clears throat> go off, you know, to the side near a wall. Um, and we just see the flame, so we don't know what happened to Arya um, at that point. But then we... Um, oh, I forgot a part, didn't I? Oh, yeah. So before before Clegane Bowl, or at some point in Clegane Bowl, we see Cersei all alone. Um, and her and Jamie reunite. Yeah. And, you know, have a have a moment and like you actually see her care about Jamie like she's like you're hurt you're bleeding like you know what are we gonna do so he leads her you know down into the crypts I guess of the Red Keep yeah underneath this underneath the Red Keep yep um so you know they're down there they're in the crypt and you know Jamie knew that the boat was there because 
he that's where he had fought Euron. So he knew Tyrion did have a, a little boat there for them to escape. Um, but their way out is blocked. Everything is blocked because Drogon's just blasted everything and there's no way out. And I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, then, uh, you know, Jamie's looking for a way out. Uh, Cersei's like, I, you know, I want my baby to live. I want to live. I uh, want our baby to live. She keeps saying that. Yep. yep. Um, and Jamie, you know, consoles her as the rocks are crumbling around and finally they get uh, they get crushed and buried underneath rubble. In the, in the crypts of the Red Keep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Corey? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Say, what do you think? Because uh, I didn't love it. I didn't love it either. I, my thinking was that um, Jamie would be passed out outside by the little dinghy mm-hmm. about to die, and then Cersei would come out and mm. see him and be excited, and then he would strangle her to death. Yeah. Because I, this whole time I thought that maybe he was going to King's Landing to destroy Cersei. Yeah. Um, turns out that's not the case. But yeah. part of I'm okay with it because to me, like Jamie, he said something along the lines of, um, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it. It might have been in the last episode or maybe at a different point, but something along the lines of, you know, she's messed up and so am I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the exact line. Do, do you yeah. guys remember? She's like, hateful. She's hateful. And so am I. And so am I. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just him. Like, I bet if he had spent more time with Brienne, like a full season, then, you know, he might do something different in this situation. But um, for me, like Jamie's motivation, similar to Danny's motivation is the Iron Throne. Jamie's motivation has been Cersei all along. Like, that's all he really cares about. Even when mm-hmm. his children, like, I don't know, like his reactions to things are, it's all about Cersei for him. So yeah. for him to mm-hmm. go out with her, underneath the red keep together it did work um i think i think as um yeah so in terms of the whole series it works but in this episode it individually it didn't really work for me i don't know and same with cersei like there there are so many other ways these characters could have died that would have really got my uh adrenaline pumping and like excited and like cheering kind of moments and like this this was fine, but I had to, in order to enjoy it, I had to take a step back and think, Yeah, which, sure. which is fine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know, like part of me just wants that blockbuster, you know, ending that yeah. it's clear. We're just not going to get, yeah. uh, sub subverting the story is fine. Uh, but if you do that, I don't know. I just feel like they're, they're subverting too many things and it's not as rewarding yeah. as it could be if they kind of just let things, it's almost like they're trying to be too smart and they're trying to make it so nobody can predict what nobody predicted what was going to happen. But yeah. I don't know, like some of the stuff you just think back to Joffrey's death and how rewarding and how awesome oh, yeah. that felt. How yeah. Visceral reaction was to something like that. And I didn't or Ramsey's death. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't really get that with either of these characters and I didn't want it with Jamie cause I like Jamie, but I yeah. wanted it with Cersei yeah, to I see her s- stupid face when somebody ran her through with, a sword or some, something. I don't right. know. Um, for, for me, what I took from the scene was, first of all, Jamie never actually completes his redemption arc, which is, it's kind of life, you know? I mean, <laughs> that... Well, that's... And he's a tragic character. Tragic that, character, right? exactly. Sure. And that works. That's he's, a tragic he, ending. And, and even, I think, Olena said, you know, you know, Cersei's going to be the death of you, right? You know, they, they brought that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he just couldn't 
couldn't break free from her no matter how hard he tried. Yeah. Uh, and then for, for Cersei's death, for me, it was more like the thing that she fought so hard to keep in her life. And yeah, I know she loved her children and fought to keep them, but she fought to keep herself in power. And, and as the queen of, of, you know, King's land, King, queen of Westeros. And, uh, you know, she tried very hard to, to remain there. That was mm-hmm. the thing that ended up killing her was, yeah. and it was because she didn't leave in time. You know, I think there was a little, uh, hubris there again, which has gotten characters killed and maimed mm-hmm. in, yeah. uh, in, in game of Thrones. So, I thought it was fine. It wasn't a spectacular death, not not by any stretch. Yeah. Um, but uh, even Jamie Lannister, uh, what, I, I don't remember the part where they were in Dorne. You know, uh, he wakes up to Bronn killing a snake that was about to bite him. Yeah. Bronn's like, that would have been a shit way to go. And Jamie says they're all shit ways to yeah they're all shit ways yeah. to die. Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. That's a good like, point. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, how, that's how I took the scene. Yeah. Well, even. Even going back to like why Jamie left King's Landing to go to Winterfell, you could still argue that it's to protect Cersei because he yeah. doesn't yeah. he say to her like, you know, if the dead wins, they're going to come down here and kill us. If right. the North wins, they're yes. going to come down here and kill us. Yeah, I had that exact so, thought. Yeah, yep. That yeah, I mean, he really did it all for Cersei at the end of the day. Um, I think for me, like, I I kind of wanted maybe something more like you were saying, like blockbuster, you know, because we've seen so many epic deaths in this show um but i think the simplicity of it was like worked for me i think because it just showed like you know power isn't everything maybe like you know like she just she died with her castle crumbling around her you know like um mm-hmm. after everything that she's done and the the tricks she's pulled and the things she's had such success with you know and then for it to end so simply, like, it was kind of interesting, I think. So I wanted to see something epic, but at the same time, I get where it's like, you know, okay, like, you know, you had all this power, but it's not everything. So, you know, your castle's going to kill you. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. So it, it worked for me, but I would have liked to seen something maybe more exciting Fun. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's what I've, th- we've kind of been groomed to that, you know. Like, I'm fine with it, but. You know, like, because I almost was just going to say, like, maybe it's it's too much for like them to run her through with a with a sword because she's pregnant. But that happened. Yeah, that in happened. At the, the red, red wedding. wedding. So, yep. so that's not off the table. Nope. You know, even I mean, I think you could do both though. Like, even just a moment with Cersei and Arya. You yeah. know, something like you killed my father. You, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, just something. Yeah give us that yeah yeah maybe i don't know yeah i don't know something yeah but like it's okay at the same time for me like it's okay yeah i had a lot of people hate this episode i oh my god i really liked it overall it's probably my favorite this season a few minor things like usual but I, i liked it too yeah yeah i don't know um all right so where are we so after that scene, you know, there's ash. It's kind of, like, quieted down a little bit. And um, the ash is falling from the sky like snow. Uh, we see that Arya has survived. Um, she's clearly very shaken. And I was telling Dan, like, just thinking about this um, today, actually, because I was talking about it with some coworkers. Um, you know, we've seen Arya with death for a long time. Like, it's Arya with death all around her. 
and to see how shaken she really is in this moment is very telling of like how like the scale of it you know like she's clearly like like very you know bothered by everything that's happened a bit rattled yeah rattled um yep so we uh we see her stand up and look and there is a white horse standing all covered in blood and dirty um but there is a white horse standing there and uh she walks over to it you know tries talks to it a little bit and then the last scene is you know aria riding off on the white horse out of the city that's where it ends Yep. So what do you think? I feel like there's a metaphor there with the horse, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's a biblical reference that people keep keep pointing out. Yeah. The white horse thing? The pale, yeah. horse. pale, pale the, horse. The angel of death will ride a, a pale horse. Right, and all of Hades yeah, will Hades. follow or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I only know it from the Johnny Cash song, but okay. yeah. Yeah. Dan's yeah. a good Christian, so. Yeah. No, I'm not. No. I read it. We've just read articles. <laughs> yeah. I'm teasing you. Yeah. Um I I loved this as the ending for the episode. Um It makes me a little worried for Arya because you know, we saw her get the big the big kill with the Night King and Death yeah, Beardless says Death Rides a Pale Horse. Yeah, Death Rides a Pale Horse. Um Yeah, so I'm a little nervous because it's focusing on Arya again and I'm like, they're are they really gonna give us that much of Arya doing, you know, these spectacular things? But maybe they are, because maybe there's a purpose for that. Like, we don't know what Arya's role is, because I still think of Bran. Like, Bran's somewhere doing something. <laughs> and we I know exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He's working out somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He's staring. He's being a peeping Tom. Yeah. Well, I actually, <laughs> like, I read that some people think that, like, he worked into that horse. He worked into that horse to, to get Arya out of there. Yeah, for maybe. whatever purpose. But... Um. Yeah. So I don't know anything else about that last scene. What'd you think, Corey? Yeah. Uh, it's a miracle. Was she the only one they showed like still alive in the city? I mean, I'm sure there was others. Point, it was just that was yeah, like in the main. That's avenue. the only one they showed, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's okay. at that point. I, no one around. I don't know how long she might have been unconscious. Yeah. There's a there's like a lot of people saying <clears throat> saying that like, <clears throat> you know, how long was she out for? Like what? You know what has transpired. It seems like a lot of the fires had burned down at that point too. It was just just little trickles here and there. Yeah, and lots of ash. So, mm-hmm. um, but interestingly, this was probably like, uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm really big on the music of this show because I think music makes everything. Because I've always been into music. So, <clears throat> the um, closing credits are Reigns of Castamere's playing, and it's mixed in with like Cersei's theme song, and I thought that was so well done. <laughs> Yeah. It was really, really great. So, um, you know, because, like, Cersei talks about Reigns of Castamere, you know, the, you know, that the whole, Reigns, yeah. the whole story. Um, so I just thought that was beautifully done, that last little touch, you know, of Cersei exiting the show. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. Do we want to do, like, overall thoughts or... Yeah. Because we, we, we've talked about this extensively, so yeah. we'll, we'll get your thoughts going. Yeah, I, um, like I said, I, I really liked it. Um, I would go so far as to say loved it. There were some issues, but like I'm kind of at the point now where I'm just resigning myself to accept the story for what it is. Yeah, yes. I, I'm the same um, way. 
yeah. I I went into the season with that in mind. Yeah. Uh, not to have mm-hmm. to have few, if any, expectations for how I think it might end. Um, right. I had a few guesses, but yeah, you know, yeah, I think um, you know, there's a lot of complaints about it being rushed, and I totally get that. Yeah, but that's I a think... fair complaint. Yeah, I think it's a fair complaint, but I think they have to because it's like it's out of control. (laughs) Like, like there's a petition now to like have the season be redone by different writers. Like it's it's just like people are losing their minds over this. And it's like Dan and I watch it all the time. Like it's something we do together in our very little free time that we have as we watch Game of Thrones and we dissect it and we talk about it. Yeah. You know. But it doesn't consume us to the point that it's driving us crazy. <laughs> and, like, we're pretty obsessed with it. Yeah. And, like, if you just take it for what it is and, like, be okay with it. Just be okay with it because this is how it's going to end, you know? Like, it's... Right. I don't know. But it, I can't put myself, I guess, in the perspective of someone who's having such a hard time with it that their lives are, like, being destroyed. Like, I just... Yeah. I think that's a bigger issue. <laughs> Like if somebody he, brought up if you're... a good point. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt No, you're you. fine. I was going to say, somebody brought up a good point. Like, think of all those people that have named their kids Khaleesi. Khaleesi. Yes. There was just an article, like, that this woman, um, like, you know, it had, like, some problems having kids or whatever, and that, like, her daughter was born, and she named her Khaleesi, and the comments on that article... <laughs> God. They're like, oh, she's probably regretting the name now, and I'm like, yeah, oh people my are gosh, animals. people are Funny. like, whoa. Yeah, the the hysteria. I mean, that's just that's part of our hate culture. Uh, we see sure. that a lot in video games. That's in the Sports. hate culture. Like, Sports, it, it feeds yeah. it. It's it's the the clickbaity hateful yes. articles. I was watching a YouTube video today about um, somebody who had a ton of complaints with it, and it was like aggressively mean and i'm like and and people eat it up because if they're mad they want you know somebody who's a little more talented and can make a video a youtube video to help explain why they're mad right Uh, and then that stuff gets upvoted and then it's just a it's a snowball from there right but to me like i just i challenge all those people that have so many issues with it to try to see the good and just try to enjoy it like you have no control over this it's not your story it's never been your story you might want it to end a certain way but it's going to end how the creators want it to end and you're going to have to live with that so you can either be angry and hate the end of game of thrones and regret all the time you spent with it Mm -hmm. or try to find the good remember all the good things and just make the most of what you're going to get because otherwise you're going to live a really sad life yeah yeah Yeah. i i agree 100 percent, and like I don't know. I just, I just can't imagine being that angry about it. Like, I just, I can't. And like you said, like, okay, if this isn't your favorite season, fine. But there are so many good things that happen in the show. We have yeah. seven other seasons that are fantastic. So, right. like, just take a chill. <laughs> just yeah. take a little chill pill. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, you know, right now I think going into the last episode, like, one of my biggest things is like I can't watch John die again. Like that would be really hard for me. But at the same time, if it happens, all right. Yeah. That's what happens, you know. Like right. but that's my biggest fear right now is John dying again. <laughs> you know what would be cool is if they did like a like a like how they ended the departed. 
uh, <laughs> where the characters no. just kill each other in the last oh, ten yeah. minutes. No. That was a great ending. Oh my god! See, no, and with I can't no agree. Fanfare too, it's just like, <laughs> I can't agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it would be it, Game of Thrones version would be stabbing and maybe a a, a dragon, dragon eating glass. someone or something like yeah. that. But that would be cool. Oh my god, no! Awesome. I would have a problem with that ending because you know how I felt about that ending. Yeah. I was like. Why did I just sit and watch a movie when they were just going to blast each other and it's over? Yeah. Like, I remember, we saw it in the theater, I think, and I, I was like, remember. this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But at the same time, to be fair, if that's how Game of Thrones ended, then that's how it ends. Fine. Right. Like, it's, I'm okay with it because it's, like you said, I think I had said before, like, people are like, well, this is my theory, so they better do it. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> Like, right. this was filmed, year, like, a year ago or six months yeah. ago. Like, you have no you have no say in what happens. I'm sorry. And if you want to have a say, write your own story. And f- There you go. And do That's it how you nice. want it. Write <laughs> your you own want... ending. Write your fan yeah. fiction. Exactly. Maybe it'll be good enough that I'll read it. I don't know. Right. Probably not because right. I don't care enough. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a big thing, like, on the internet right now. I didn't read into it, but I saw articles about it, like, someone created fan fiction and it's a whole like series of um aria and the hound on like adventures together and i was like that's great like good for that person you know because <laughs> yeah that's awesome like i don't know if it came out of anger of the, sh- the shows or just because they liked that you know that relationship but like yeah good for you guys like have fun with it like i uh dan do you remember the ending of martin the warrior oh man i don't know not really. So, I mean, I was young. I may have been 10, maybe mm. a little bit older. And Rose, I think her name's Rose, the mouse. Uh, spoilers for Martin the Warrior. That's gets killed well. at the end. Okay. By Clooney. I don't know if it's by Clooney or one it's of his. not Clooney's in Redwall, not Martin Okay, not Clooney. Yeah, see, my memory is very poor. But I remember uh, this character dying and me being so distraught with the ending that I rewrote it. See? I remember you doing that. There you go. Yeah. So and I was it. really happy with my ending, and that's the canon in my own head. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, really, to me, the only way that that I'm going to come on next week and be like, I'm devastated, I hated it, is if they leave with a question that right. we know won't be answered. Yeah, not and, and not like a, a big a one. question, a big question. Like, I, big I, I've question. never liked ambiguous endings with anything. Like um, uh, that yeah. movie Inception? No. It was the that the, had an ambiguous ending. Yeah, I don't remember with the spinning. Yeah, the spinning top. I don't remember. Yeah. Yep. Like that was too big of a question for me. Yeah. Like, but I don't think you can do that. Yeah. For something like this, oh, you know. I know. I I don't know. Yeah. I feel I feel bad for but like, the people involved. I'll I'll you know I'll come on here. I'll complain about it a little bit, but that'll be it. If yeah. That happens. It's, yeah. No Country for Old Men, is that what you're thinking of, Dan? Nope, didn't see that one. No, the movie I bring up is The the Breakup. Right. With the, oh, yeah. Like, if they got to back together or not. Yeah. I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a stupid movie, but yeah, no. I need to know. Yeah. So, I don't want to belabor the point, but um, predictions for the finale? I'm I'm wondering, like... It, it can go in two different ways. It can go in the Jamie is mad and she needs to be dealt with route, in which case somebody's got to kill a dragon. Somebody's got to kill yeah. great, uh, Grey Worm. Yeah, Beardless just yeah. asks who's who's killing Daenerys. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Somebody's got to kill Danny. 
Um, I don't know. I don't think there's a version of this where she's mad and they don't kill her, right? Yeah, I. Unless she ends up winning and killing everybody else. Yeah. I, I don't. Which could very well happen. It could I happen. Mean, John doesn't want the throne. Who's going to sit on it? Yeah. If not one Danny. Of, one of my coworkers has stood by Sansa from a while from a while back now he has said that he thinks Sansa will be left on the throne um because his point was that Sansa every character like John has had multiple episodes kind of all about John and Arya's had a couple episodes now all about Arya but Sansa has never really had her like this is kind of all about Sansa episode so he thinks that's, that's how it's going to end and I, and I thought I mean, that was a really good point yeah and in um if we're taking experience into account here like she's she's been in king's landing for mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that went down she's uh been a pawn a lot of different times yep. uh, i mean she had her thing with Littlefinger, but i'm sure she sure learned a lot from that as oh, well yeah she's taken um, everything that's happened to her and used it to her advantage to this right. point i feel like so she's probably the most adept and i think that's a good to to your point val mm-hmm. um her what she's shown in Winterfell shows that she's a capable leader. So yeah, they've made a point to make that a thing. Yeah. yeah. As far as Daenerys, like there's a, there's a lot of different ways Ugh. this could go. You know, is she going to get ultimately get poisoned by Varys's, you know, spies? Right. Could Who, be, but what, then know. what's going to happen to the dragon? Is the dragon going to go ballistic and start burning it? Like, I don't know. Is is Arya gonna kill someone who's close to Daenerys and take their face and use that to kill her? Like, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, is John gonna kill? Like, I, I don't know. Right. Don't is know John gonna, gonna flee? You know, I feel like he left it very open ended with open ended with Tormund. Like, what role do the Wildlings have to play? Yeah. Do they have a Do they have a role? Samwell Tarly. Like, was that the last we've seen of him? You know, like, I don't there's, think so. Right. I can't imagine that's like their part. It's the, the same with it's part, the same with Sansa. You know? Like Sansa has to be back in the episode. Right, like, Bran. Like Bran, you can't. Yeah, they didn't really. They didn't really. They may just leave it. I don't. Right, because Bran might have just been for the Night King, and that's it. But we know, you know, like I said in his visions, he saw you know Drogon flying over King's Landing. So I don't know. Bran is still on the top of the yeah list for Vegas betting. Vegas odds. betting. Mm-hmm. For so. sitting on the throne. Yep. yep. He is. Huh. I don't know where they get their information from, but yeah, no, that's I mean, crazy. I would assume at this point that the Iron Throne uh, technically is no more, um, right? But, physically, it's physically or, gone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know, is is physically is physically is no more, but it's technically still there. Obviously, the ruler of, of yeah. Westeros. Yeah, I, I don't. Or maybe Daenerys will forge a new Iron Throne. You know, sure, she probably Drogon's will. Dragon's fire. What yeah. other loose ends are there? There's a lot of that, loose ends that, that like, probably won't but, get tied Like yeah. ones that need to be tied up. I know there's a lot that probably will never get tied up, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, Bran, Bran, Sansa, what's, what's Sam's role? Bran? Right. Is she going to be Is she going to do anything? Anymore? Um, Gendry? Yeah, I think... Gendry and Storm's End? Yeah, I and I feel like I've, I've told you this many times that I actually... So, when we started the pool, we... At, you know, at the start, I actually had Gendry on the throne at the end, and mm-hmm. then I saw him, and I was like, "There's no way." But that, <laughs> but now I'm like, "Wait a second, 
like maybe it's going to be Gendry and maybe Arya is going to take the Hound's advice and have something a little bit more to live for and and end up being with Gendry, you know? Yeah, you know, because if they end up killing Daenerys, obviously, John, I don't think will John take won't the throne. Take it. I'd be so shocked if he maybe did. Maybe Gendry, being a Baratheon, will get it. Right? Maybe he'd have the best claim with yeah. Arya as his queen. You know? I, yeah, it's a possibility. Jeez, I, I, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, oh yeah, saying, but yeah, there's just know. so many possibilities. Like that it's like you could sit and think of all the different things that could happen and the thing is probably what's going to happen is something that we never even thought of you know yeah, right so it's that's the beauty of the show <laughs> indeed so yeah i don't that's know that's all i've got yeah i mean i had written down like the previews don't give us anything no like just it's... a couple shots of John and Davos and Tyrion and, and, Arya. and Arya walking through the through the ash. Arya getting a look at at Daenerys and their soldiers celebrating, and yep. the Daenerys kind of standing over the Unsullied and, and Dothraki, yep. celebrating the victory. And that's yep. it. That's probably in that's the first like there. four minutes of next week's episode. Yeah, so. yeah. They're not giving us anything. No. They released some pictures today. It's it the was same like stuff. Two. It, it, it was it was almost yeah. like it was stills from the from the from preview the, the preview that they showed <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, so they're not giving us anything, which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. You think uh, Bronn's going to show up to kill uh, Drogon? Right. Oh, I to kill know. Drogon. Drogon, huh? Well, Danny's going to be mad at Tyrion, right? Yeah. See, I'm worried that I feel like Tyrion could go real quick, and so could Jon. They could die really quickly because she knows neither of them are truly on her side. <sighs> So that's what scares me. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll find out in four oh days. Yeah, yep. I know. I know. I'm like so ready, but I'm not. Because it's just going to be sad for me regardless of what happens because of this show and how important it's been to us. And, yeah. You know, but at the same time, like... And I was telling Dan, too, like, going back and, and watching through is going to feel very different for me now. Like, knowing a lot of their fates, it, it changed the show for the entire show for me, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to watch Cersei, and I'm like, well, I know how you die now. And, you know, I'm going to watch Jamie and, you know, Varys, and, you know, I'm like, ugh, I know how, all the, how it ends for all of you now. And it does change your perspective on their characters a little bit, I think. Sure. But it'll still be enjoyable to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts, Corey? Nope. Yeah. 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 Those right. uh, those in the chat, thanks for joining us. We will see you all next week uh, with yeah. our final episode of our Game of Thrones after the episode recap. Yep. 